crap felt Nope Ain't gonna say that Hey uh, <laughs> I wanna welcome you to the Corner Convo Episode 86 Is yes. that right? Okay, okay Who's famous for that? Oh, the Packers guy the receiver. The corner, nah, like thousands of others across the country. It's the place to go if you want to be oh, seen. And to a lot of folks, it's the information center yeah. of the neighborhood. Freeman. 86 is Freeman. It's the no, spark. Somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones. But let's not be selfish. Yeah, and because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change. Mug is in the bag, and the bag is the base, and the base never changed. We're going to run out of sports numbers at 99. Soon as you hear that groove, I know I got you. My name is A-M-O-N. Say what you want. Just spell my name right, I think it boils down to speaking to a certain type of person or a certain group of people. There's a certain walk, there's a certain talk, there's a personality. Um, this show isn't for everybody, but who is it for? It's for husbands, it's for brilliant men, it's for entertainers. Next up, next up, we got my boy A.B. in the building. What's good? I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? I'm telling you, man. Any nigga that ever looked at me wrong... How you look at you? Owes me money? Is he in debt? Or ever said any jealous bullshit about me is fucking dead. Yeah. You understand what the fuck I'm saying? Hey, this fucking is that your intro. Like, that is the most aggressive. Tad, you got to do certain shit. <laughs> next <laughs> up, next up, man. We got <laughs> my boy, Everybody's man. It's my guy here. You know, you know it when you hear this. This boy is king shit. <laughs> king shit. Sprint shit. <laughs> Loyalty. <laughs> Royalty. <laughs> Now you refer to me as the African genius. I'm an African genius. I'm an African genius. Yeah, no, because that was the day he kept calling me the smart guy. I mean, listen, put some spec on my name. <laughs> you are the smart guy, man. And no. That's that's a child. Y'all look alike, man. What do you want me to do? Small child. (laughs) Recently, I did see that dude's like an executive producer of one of them new shows. Yeah, Taj. uh, What's his name? Taj Maori. Yeah, Maori. There you go. Yep, yep. Oh, that was a real little brother. Yeah, yeah. Looking like fast me by. What's good though, man? How was the week? Hey, it was the first week back at work, so you know I hated that shit. You actually went with a pack. I did. And I thought of every single way not to go to work, which I'm thinking of a way tonight to not go to work, to be off tomorrow, to be off the next day. You heard it here. I don't care if you're here anywhere else. I won't be there tomorrow. <laughs> flat out. Flat out. Flat out. I won't be there tomorrow. Tomorrow this and, be and, and, uh, and Monday. And Monday. Hmm? Right. So oh, so we outside Thursday. tomorrow. They're going to back, they gonna back suspend me. They're going to back suspend me. So we outside tomorrow. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to church tomorrow, man. Everybody going to be doing hedonistic shit, you know, sinning and, and drinking and, and enjoying the, the fruits of life and all this stuff. <laughs> well, don't you think everybody doing that? <laughs> oh, because of Valentine's Day? Because of the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Look That's, where your mind go. I'm going to church mm. to praise white Jesus. Man, it is under 20 okay. degrees. I ain't going <laughs> <Okay>. nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's my week, though. I'm, I'm good. The Super Bowl. Okay. All right, I'm what's up with you, brother? Ah, uh, man, you know, obviously getting back... Um, Getting back from out of town, man. Big shout out, real talk though, Curtis Beals, man. Curtis pulled up and definitely filled this chair 
very well. I'm going to give you your proper for props, sure, sir. Sure. Like, I definitely was concerned that whoever they had <laughs> filling in was just not going to meet the educational prowess required, <laughs> the intellectual capacity. You know, it's limited around these parts. So, um, about wow, you know, he's really, definitely talking about really the, the rest of the world. To have someone, the back here. someone really, really, you know, of the fabric of your future, uh, uh, also a fellow educator. So I thought that. And he played your well. brother, too. Um, but no, it was really, I thought you had a really great conversation last week. That was the first. Week I felt I had somebody on my team, another dark skinned brother. I feel mm. I feel it did, it did. overwhelmed. Yeah. I feel you light skinned and you big yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, it was actually interesting watching. <laughs> it was interesting watching the show after this long. The last time I wasn't on the show, we were still on Zoom. That was a long when time, Q yeah. filled in, we were still on right. Zoom. So it was interesting watching the format of the show without me in it. Um, did you learn something? No, no, y'all are definitely not that captivating. But um, <laughs> um, oh, we look good but, though. But yo, real talk though, oh, and we, we can get back into this in a minute. But the Black History Month segment, y'all really went, y'all went to another level with that. That was really dope. I mean, it was mostly Curtis, but y'all definitely, you know, shade tree shit and following shade tree that's growing right here next um, to me. Yeah, I had two weeks of smoke to get off. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna go up from here. But uh, well, you no, know. at the end of the day, I will say this about my week, man. <laughs> Um, on the educational tip, dude, like we're covering the criminal justice system and we're getting into this part about the juvenile criminal justice system. And, um, one of the topics or one of the case studies we got into is Khalif Browder. Mm. And, um, it's, it's really interesting, man. It's really hard to put your finger on what these young people really want and like what they really are interested in and engaged in. And I've been trying this and trying that and going back from social media to, um, you know, freedom of speech, right. and just all of these different things. And I'm thinking like y'all are into this. Um, but when we got to this Khalif Browder piece, man, I saw these kids lock in and like really start to connect with like, man, this is what's going on out here. So um, and I say that, too, because we are in Black History Month and it's people like Khalif Browder, it's people like Mike Brown, it's people like, you know, it's these names that we Sandra don't Blaine. we forget to celebrate Blaine. during Black History right, Month because right, right. Um, and you all had again, you all had an excellent conversation about like the purpose, the the necessity or the non necessity and the messaging behind Black History Month. Right. So, um, yeah, I just want to say that, man, like it's been a really interesting week. As a teacher, kind of engaging with students in that way um, with this material. But. Dope, dope. Yeah, um, my week was actually pretty decent, hold man. On, be honest on. with you. How was your week, bro? Oh, thanks for asking. Right, cool. um, yeah, <laughs> I think I did a great job putting the team together, man, finding the right person to sit in this seat, right? Because everybody can't fill your shoes. And again, it wasn't about filling your shoes, but it was about yeah. making sure that the conversation is fluid. Right and and it, and it flowed. And I think I think I accomplished that, man. So shout out to me. You know, I'm a great GM and, I, I, and, I, I, and owner. Before I let, I'm gonna let you finish taking credit for some shit that's half that you get half credit for. Wow. I'm let you let you finish. Y'all do remember this, right? When we had our early meeting back in the day, I said, "Man, we really need to get Curtis on the show." And y'all was like, "Nah, man. You know he don't really want to be on camera." Man, man. I do. I do drugs. You know, Curtis I don't, don't really want to. He don't want. I was like, "Man, he's doing the bills report." I was like, "We might as well just have him film the bills report, and then we cut that in instead of it just being." Yeah, a, we actually well, did that. So he, didn't, yeah, he, he didn't like it. But, yeah, but good, good idea. But Kurt, you saw it. Good you idea. saw. Well, you had. No, seen he's it here. He, he's here now. He can't wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah wait. Wait. He, he moved back. No, no, no. But he, he's willing to come back every Saturday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, y'all need that soon. Tell you what, I'm gonna be taking more days off. Let that be. I'm gonna leave it here. That entire day was episode. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good, good time. Day. Good day. All right, man. As usual, we got to start in Chicago because Chicago. Uh, you know we are Chicago, man. We are the streets. Um, I'm gonna start out west though, 
and uh, holla at my boy Abasi about this black-owned grocery store yep. coming to the West Side. Uh, they won a $2.5 million city great. grant, which is awesome. Tremendous. Fresh food um, for the community. You know what's wild about that? Well, okay, let, let me name drop them first. 40 Acres Fresh Market. Oh, yeah, 40 you know Acres. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. Really, uh, it's really located it's really sister, close to right? a... I can't remember. I think it's a sister that's because she used to do like food delivery. Like she used to actually like go to the store. They and do. They've been doing pop-ups for a while. Maybe she yeah. did. Maybe she didn't. You know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, I've been a busy guy for a long time in my life, so I don't know. Kudos to her for doing it if she did do that. It's located near a West Side, you know, uh, landmark, Coleman's Barbecue. All right, it's Chicago just down Robin. the street and, and a little east, man. It was, used to be a Salvation Army, but they, they right. transforming right. and rebuilding that into Fort Acres Fresh Market. And I go back to my childhood. I hearken fifty-seven thirteen West Chicago. My childhood, and I can remember walking two blocks west, two blocks south, two more blocks west, and having a Buddy Bear's grocery store. You had to be old to remember Buddy Bear's grocery store. You see the car washes now, or you had to go out west for some. And reason. The next alley, it was a Jewels with an S. Not fuck Jewel, Jewels. You know what I'm saying? It was a Jewels right there. So we had grocery stores, and just think about the thing about over time how so many places in the urban communities have become food deserts. You know, absolute food. They're just, you buy, when I see people buy groceries and produce and, you know, meat and, and cheese and all this shit and dairy from gas stations and shit, like, I'm looking like, Joe, what the fuck have we come to? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, them bringing this back into an uh, urban community, much like they bought the uh, Mariano's to Inglewood by the, by the new Kennedy King, I think it was, Whole yeah. Foods? Whole yeah. Foods. No, I think it's a, oh, it is a Whole Foods, Foods yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, by yeah, the Kennedy yeah, King. Yeah. I'm glad they bought this into this area, man, because we need it. We deserve it, man. You know, we, we hardworking as well. It's uh, owner Elizabeth A.B.U. No? Ab, Ab, is it Abnu? Abnu? A.B.U. Abu. Abu. And then N.A.W. That's my cousin. Abu Nah, I guess. Abu Nah, okay. So Elizabeth Abu Nah, she also launched a uh, weekly indoor pop up series uh, in the right. So yeah, you. you I'm, right I'm, that. Yeah, I was gonna say we did a um, uh, a entrepreneurship class. We did a case study on she. What she did was she kind of like what Dion was doing, or is doing. Um, but she would she had access to like a local farm, so she was doing like two things. She was trying to teach people in urban areas to grow their own food. But then she, on the food that they were growing, people were would sign up for a box of fresh produce, and she right. would deliver it to their houses. And this this grocery store, she's she got this grant about two years ago. So this development has been in the making no. for a minute. Right. Yeah, so in, a, in that same space, man, let's pay these bills. Cool. Sisters, thank you. I need yeah. y'all to be quiet while we pay these bills. Food insecurity and hunger is projected to affect millions of Chicago residents this year. Dion Chicago Dream is fighting food issues throughout Chicago land. With this Dream Deliveries program, the Dream Team is stabilizing access and quality. To learn more and donate, visit www.deonschicagodream.com or search at Dion's Chicago Dream on all social media platforms. Again, that's www.deons with an S ChicagoDream.com or search at Dion's Chicago Dream again with an S. On all social media platforms Feed families Create community And fuel hope It was all a dream Shout out to Dion man Once again Week after week Shout man out. You the man man um, still Steady putting up numbers man He got some big things uh, Some big things popping man Just proud to be a part of his uh, his movement No definitely man It's definitely gonna look like Some outdoor events coming up uh, Once the weather starts to break Then we can We can partner up on that man so, Yeah man. for sure Thanks also in Chicago, what we have happening, we have the largest Latin reggaeton 
Music Fest in uh, Grant Park. How do y'all feel about that? Where y'all at with that? Go ahead and tear this bitch up again. <laughs> up. I told you he was going to say Tear the fuck up. Outlandish. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about the last time they had any festival here? Bro, they leave the park districts. They I made the people that attend. No ethnicity involved, no gender involved. But the artists are on stage doing what the fuck they do. We got energy. We got J Balvin. I don't give a fuck okay. about that. We got Ozuna. Um, I don't give a fuck about that either. Okay. Let's go. Ahead. Uh, I care less yeah. about the next name. Those are the headlines. Yes. Okay, yeah. this is uh, May 28th like and 29th. Top no, he's, he's a big deal. Reggae tone. Yeah. He's a big okay. deal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But just think about the money we have to, well, our, tax, our taxes go to this, the restoration of the damaged park. No, that's property. a part of the contract. It is. I swear to God, it's a part of the contract. When you talk, do, talk when to you, him, bossy. When you rent, <laughs> All right, my bad. I'm trying to tell this man yeah. what happened last time. The big fight when I, Rolling Loud came to Chicago, right? And he tore up Humble Park and another park, and they wouldn't pay. The city had to sue these motherfuckers. Oh well, yeah, but that's what you I'm saying. What it saying? is in the contract though that any destruction is supposed to be the festival. It's not. Right. It's not from us. You got to chase these cats down. But I yeah. tell you, well, the city. If the city don't do it while they're waiting, guess what you, money they use to do that? I mean, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm you know not uh, arguing that part. But I hope they have a good time. Just whatever you do, man, we just hope that you guys do it. We, I say, the police department, we as a community of Chicago, because when you get festivals these big, not only Chicagoans attend, they come all over yeah. New York, yeah. Florida, California, everywhere to participate and have fun, which you should, and it's all good, man. Just, you know, hey, do it in a non way. Enjoy. Get the fuck out of here. I think it's Period. interesting that they didn't do a hip hop. Situation it's probably off to uh, the heels of uh, what's your boy uh, from Houston, man? What's uh, what's the dude, man? I don't listen to his shit. Who? A couple people got killed at this festival out there. Oh, uh, Travis, Scott. Travis Scott, oh Astro right? World guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's different. Travis Scott's crowd one is like. Well, uh, I'm saying that, that's why they probably didn't go to hip hop. Way like, nah, okay, fine, let's do nah, this. No, that's not why you don't. I don't I mean, know. One, there's hip hop right. concerts in Chicago all summer long, all the time. Outside. Not as big as this. Like, there's festivals on the. Not as big as well, this. What's, what's the one in big. Douglas Park every summer? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, that's there's, that's there's, there's a couple hundred uh, people. There's Lemonade now. There's, um, Lemonade for sure. There's, yeah, there's, there's definitely. Are they compared to size wise, though, Paul? I don't think so. I don't They're know. Don't think how, like, so when you're measuring the size of a music festival, you're generally measuring the number of people that attend over the. So if, if it's one day. Um, or if it's over the course of the weekend. So Lollapalooza generally does somewhere between like 1.5 and 3 million people in three days. Right. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm sorry. Huge. They do about 1.5 million over the course of three days, right? So they'll do like 700,000 one That's day, 500,000 another day, whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, something like, like Summerfest in Milwaukee, um, we're probably at around like 85 to 95,000 a day. Right. So right. over the course of the full nine days, you're at, you know, about 900,000 to a million people. Okay. Uh, so it just it depends on how many people are actually coming to the show is how you measure it. Well, you, you do know that not well, you, but as a show, the listeners, you do know that uh, about the time Chief Keith uh, hit the scene and it was still doing concerts. These concerts became spaces where you there would be op hunting season. Right. You know what and I'm that's, saying? So, that's and what's city, currently right, going right. on. And the so, city said, no, thank you. We're so not you're more that. likely to see a hip-hop concert from an artist that's not from Chicago. So who, right. who game bang more? The black or the brown? That's, that's a lot. That's it, it, it's going to go down. I mean. That's, that's equal, you know. That's more of an issue blue, you have to worry that's about. That's who gang bang the most. The blue. That's the blue. issue <laughs> you have to worry about when, when they start uh, gentrifying those neighborhoods concerning the black and the brown. You know, then you have to think about it then. But as far as music concerts, who gives a fuck? No, but it's a real thing. Uh, and, you know, what's interesting is um, we had a young guy uh, come to class to talk to some students. The art teacher invited young young Chicago rapper and his team to talk, talk to the kids about the music business. And, you know, the kids was like, yo, can you freestyle? And so he goes on his freestyle and, you know, 
he he not realizing or he not he's talking connected. to kids. He start picking people yeah, off. He's not connected. So he goes he on his little sixteen. I, you know I, I, I fucked your bitch, and it's I killed all the people and all that. And so you know the kids like oh. So you know I asked my question. I said, well, listen, man, let's you know this is a really important conversation because there's a lot of pressure being put on Chicago drill rappers. Like you all, I was like, I used to book bands for a living, right? And anytime we booked a King Louie or anytime we booked uh, a Dirk's cousin or whatever, anytime there was some body that whose name was in the police radar, right, related to these kind of local yep. beefs, they we would get a phone call that we can't do that show. And so I was like, so, you know, how do you make, how do you reconcile the fact that like, yeah, the way you phrased all that was creative. Your delivery was creative. So from an artistic standpoint, that was dope. But you didn't actually shoot nobody last night like you just said. Like you didn't actually kill six people last week like you just said. Right? No, over a, over a month. And over I was like, month. so how do you reconcile like the creativity mm. versus the message when it's also affecting your ability to get it back? And, you know. Right. You well, know, see, he wasn't expecting that question. But I think that's what I'm saying is like the reason you're not going to see. Uh, a Chicago local hip hop concert is exactly what Abasi said. It's op hunting. Everybody's gonna be looking for an opportunity to. I wouldn't to even. Use I wouldn't even want to do a local show. I mean, I, I'm talking like your big. Yeah, people miss, catch, people miss stay home. Be home. Dirt. T. T. I miss home. Yeah. But he, Atlanta, he can't, he ain't never he can't back. perform. He can't. They I'm won't let him here. perform in Chicago. We got. We got. We got, him, we got a, because it's an indoor facility and it has security around that. You can't do anything right. outdoor. Do we have hip hop cops in Chicago? Yeah, I don't even know what that really. Means. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, you never heard of it? Scour social media. No, no, no. Like oh, scour yeah. social media, do all that. But let yeah. me ask y'all a question though, real quick. You brought that up, drill music, and now drill started here. It's migrated. It's in New York heavy now. A certain DJ uh, started this, and I don't know if I agree with it or not because I don't think it helps. I think certain a certain pressure put on the DJ, he'll do what the fuck he says he's not going to do. He said he respect drill music, that culture, but he won't support it. Or play it on his show if y'all keep dying. I'm like, fam, I like that. That's nice. That's nice as hell. But if your company say, fam, play this or get the fuck out, what you gonna do? He gonna get the fuck out. I, I, love, I, to see, so. I love seeing pay his bills. I mean, let's be honest, man. These radio is he shows, a radio DJ? Let me tell you DJ. They're right. They not making. Is he a radio play. DJ? I'm not sure. He's a DJ. He could be a party yeah. DJ. Right. Radio DJ. Drill is hot now, and you want to play drill? If you got a drill crowd, my fault, bro. You got you got a drill crowd, which a lot of that shit now was drill crowd. Pop Smoke was they main they main hit, and he's gone now. They keep dying out there too, but. Uh, and you're not playing what they want to hear at a party. Fam, your name going to get put in the mud. You, or you're a DJ. You know how DJs can get rise or fall. And I'm telling you a thousand percent to his point. I get phone calls all the time. Hey, my 17-year-old daughter wants to have a party. I know you're a DJ. Nope. I'm going to pass that on to the next man who's going right. to play that shit. I'm not playing it. It's so how you going to pay I his think, bills? I mean, shit, I still found a way to pay mine. You know what I'm saying? You like, said. ultimately, you you have to make that value judgment as yourself. Right. And, and number one, if you only out here at a certain age surviving as a DJ, you need to check your life. That's one. Unless you're touring. Like, the only right. people Before that are Jesse making Jeff, real money as a DJ are touring DJs. <laughs> you know, Kid Capri gets paid three, four thousand dollars to do a 60 minute set, right? If you're getting paid to tour as a DJ, that's a different standard. And yeah, people like Kid Capri, though, you don't go listen. You don't go to see Kid Capri because you want to hear Jiro rap, right? He might throw a couple of couple of bars in there, but that's, that's a, not why that's you go see Kid thing, Capri. Though. But that's my it's point. My point is, working for a radio station, you're, that's not your real main money maker. If you work at a radio station as a DJ, that's your that's your it builds your name, job. right? Yeah, right. that's that your celebrity job. Yeah, nah. you better stop playing. Hey, do we do we care that the uh, Jane Byrne 
interchange yes. is supposed yes, to be we, done. We gotta talk about it, bro. No, I yeah. just want to know. We care. I think they lie. Remind me, which, they be using all the real names. I use the numbers. Two ninety, two ninety four. All that, all that. All that go so where the loop is, the Basically. loop, yeah. the Jane. So the yeah. loop is the Jane Byrne interchange. And so what are they doing? I mean, it's supposed to be done in December of this year, but they've been, they've been working on for ten years. I think the yeah, I definitely don't think that's real. I think the funniest part about that shit, me and Bossy was rolling one time. And <laughs> as you're coming like south on 94, right, uh, there's two signs. And it's supposed to be the one for you to go to Roosevelt, the one for you to go to 290 West, and the one for oh, you to go send to you off. It'll send you off. Well, yeah. it says exit closed on all yep. of those yep. signs. Yep. And so, but people stay be driving straight. And then you get to a point where you're like, it still says exit closed, but then you looking and the road it's is completely open. open. So yep. it's like a boss was like, "Oh yeah, so, somebody gonna kill themselves on this. <laughs> somebody thing. gonna die tonight." Yeah, it's, it, and my Uber driver did the same stuff. So yeah, it's um, I definitely don't think it's gonna be done anytime in the near. I think I'm yeah. sixty. Right. That's not I'm right. not even looking for it. Hey, we got a uh, we got a guy named Sherman Dilla Thomas. Uh, he is a Chicago historian, and he's been killing the game on TikTok. Uh, we talked about him inking a, a deal with Netflix. Um, Friend of the show, he's definitely coming on. Um, he has a show, a, a TV special coming on uh, on WCIU in reference to what he does in Chicago Black history. Just wanted to give kudos to him and shout out to yeah, him. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. What's his six? What's his name? Shout out, uh, Sherman. Sherman Della. Sherman Della. How many Shermans Sherman Della? Fucking know? Thomas. A few. <laughs> Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. Fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, look. They finally gave your boy Lovey Smith a job. Oh, he hadn't been working. I didn't know that. I well, I mean, he was head, 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 head coaching time. A head coaching job. He was. I think he made. He, he moved up. Oh. Yeah, he left Illinois for whatever reason, or moved on from them, or they moved on from him. And he was, he was uh, on Houston staff, I believe. It's not the head oh, coach. So good. he moved up to a team with no quarterback, no running back, no defensive side, that's, no offensive line. That's right on the no heels of this suit. <laughs> that's right on the heels of this suit. So is it? Is this just? Uh, a play? Yeah, John Watson's call. Oh, oh, you're talking about the black coach. Actually, now that you say that, yeah, that's Think about it. Because nobody wanted that job. You're right. There's nothing there, bro. Yeah, I mean, yep. so this is a situation of it happened in the NBA as well. Uh, these black, these minority coaches get opportunities at teams that don't have a fucking shot at winning. I'm done talking about it. Yes, I will say, though, that and y'all talked a lot about it last week, so I'm not going to drag it out. But it, it is a really interesting um Thing is, like, if I'm Lovey Smith, right? It's like, do I turn this down Take simply because I think it's a it's a, a, a PR play? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or do I take it? And if nobody expects me to win, then I I can't do worse. And if I do end up winning, then you know, kudos to me, and I can open right. up, kick down some more doors. So yeah, shout out to Lovey man. You know, we got love for you yeah, for that get, one get year bag, that we made it to the Super Bowl, and you know, fucked it up. Rex Grossman blew it. So what's your what's your thoughts on uh, Byron Allen deciding uh, to buy? Or put his bid in to uh, buy the uh, Broncos. I think that's the, exactly what has to happen for us to stop having this conversation about Facts. black co- coaches not being hired. At the end of the day, when Ozzie Newsom became the first GM in in uh, Baltimore with Raven. the Ravens, yep. everybody was like, "It was the same thing." Like when Obama got, became president, you know, the day after Obama got elected president, I did a, a show. We did a TV show. Um, that seems to happen often. And um, right. And, you know, I was on the panel with, like, a, a reverend, older guy, um, a How sister. do you keep getting on all these panels, man? Who who, who knows you, man? Stop, man. Um, no, you, you, no, no, you're not going to walk down that rabbit hole with me? Not even a little bit. Fuck. Um, <laughs> a sister who, uh, we wouldn't be in this room if people didn't know. Oh, here you go. Um, here you go. But a sister who um, was, like, a psychologist, you know, and these were all older black folks who saw the, the last end of the civil rights struggle in a way that was really impactful for them, right? So, you know, all of their comments were like, 
you know, and the the world has finally changed and just everything's going to be better. And I was the last one to speak. And I was like, I had, I had braids. And I had to pause. Boom, I was just boom, like, boom, boom, boom. I, I was boom. just like, man, this, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion considering what I've heard. I was like, but I am not convinced that shit's going to change at all. Right. Like we just have a new right. potential figurehead to look at, but this is still the United States of America. It was the Jackie right. Robinson it's still of, of the, the government, same bro. politics that it's always been. Kids might see a black president and feel a little bit cooler, but absolutely, I, I'm not convinced it's going to change. So when Ozzie Newsom became the first black GM, it was the same response: "Oh, it's going to change. We're going to have a black owned team." That was 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. So until you own it. Then you can't expect no change. Period. Maybe maybe that's why uh, Robert F. Smith, the billionaire, uh, decided to back out. Like, no, nah, I'm cool on that. Oh no, look here, I'm cool man. Just because it's, it's it's a get along gang, right? He he would be the only black owner amongst the rest of the owners, and they they still oh. not gonna let him in, no matter how much money he got. He's classified oh. as the black billionaire. He well, is. Well, it's, yeah. You get it's, it's called steps. You gotta take steps, man. Once you get in, if he happens to get the team, he'd have to do things to make sure that team is solely his. Once the team is solely exactly. his, bro, yeah. then he can move a different way. It don't matter if he's the only black uh, NFL owner out of the thirty-two teams. I think it's thirty-two teams or whatever. I don't give a fuck. It is. It's thirty-two. But uh, with Byron Allen and Mr. Smith as well, <clears throat> if you can afford it, <clears throat> why not ignore that shit? Why, why ignore it? Why, why not just go for it and see if you can do it, man? Because now it's it's more. Documentation that this league don't want us to play. They won't save this team. You won't hire uh, us as head coaches. You won't have us as uh, offensive coordinators. I mean, our uh, GMs. Well, you, you have know, to get things, a long like list that, of approvals. You need mayor's approvals from the city. You need, you know what I mean? Like, you need a all lot of people. I'm just bypassing all that because yeah. a lot of people don't even know these steps. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm just saying you have to get in first. If you can ascend to the top and actually get a team and have majority ownership or just actually own that motherfucker, you'd be fine. But you, you got to get there first. So, I mean, what would it hurt to? Put your name in a hat to see if it gets picked out. It wouldn't hurt. I mean, because you already, like you said, you already know where the league stands at. They don't want you there. Well, there's one other thing, and I saw this recently, and, and this kind of talks, we talk about the wealth gap. You talk about the opportunities, right? The NFL did not become the financial entity that it is until just about maybe 20 years ago. Like it was, it was, it was that Joe Montana era in the late eighties that turned the NFL so into a cash machine. Out there. Before it was actually not that big. A deal. Same, same with the NBA. When, when, when Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys, he bought it for something like $15 million yeah, or $1.7 million. Dollars, and now it's worth big. Price. So, so the other conversation here is that like, now that it is the product that it is, even if you got the money, it's, the value of these teams, a shitty team like the Houston Texans, yeah, is extraordinary because of the brand recognition and because of the advertising dollars that generate the business. So the the, the other conversation here is getting in now, it's only going to go up and, and it's only going to be more difficult to, to break that ceiling, so to speak. So, um, But I think, you know, the people like Robert Smith, the people like um, uh, Byron Allen, they also look at it like, do I really want to invest that much money into something that – is not really going to have the same kind of impact. He can invest that money somewhere else. He can buy, build a college. You know give what me, I'm saying? Give me, give, me, um, give me your Super Bowl picks. What y'all got? I got Cincinnati if it's close. I got LA if they if they up big. In no, the you have to make a decision. You, just, you can't watch the game. <laughs> no, what? Uh, the Simpsons said exactly. Right. Win thirty four to thirty one. That's crazy. I'm rolling with the Simpsons. The Simpsons be rolling shit. They, predi- I, I really the anyway. they predicted the pandemic and a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to vote against the Simpsons. I just want to win. So the longest I'm, I'm running two cartoon ever. I'm in two pools. One, I got ten squares. 
one I know oh, I got I five squares. I'm going to win some money. That's I, all. I'll say this. I'll say this. Just from <laughs> one simple football analysis. By all stretches of the imagination, the L.A. Rams should win this game. They have better. They have more receivers with talent. They have False. a much better defense. True. They have, um, you know, I, Sam Bradford. Chase is the is best a, receiver okay. on all. Nah, he Cup. is. Chase is Cup crazy. And Chase, yeah. Yeah, Chase and is cra- crazy. Um, Cooper Cup ain't no joke, but yeah, yeah. yeah Jamar Chase is crazy. Yeah, he set the um, NFL record. But, um, but here's my real analysis. I think, and I think I shared this with y'all yesterday. I wonder if L.A. being at home is actually a disadvantage because when you think about it, y'all play sports, right? When you are in the state championships or playoffs or you're about to go play a big game and, and you're on the road, your ability to focus in that locker room, you know, you're not thinking about the crowd. You're not thinking about, you know, where, you know, you're not thinking about none of the environment. You locked right. into the game plan and what the strategy is. So I'm thinking about the Cincinnati Bengals the player, bro. in L.A. locked in. Just, you know, they know they're not supposed to be there. Right. Nobody's really got them winning the game. I shouldn't say nobody, but they know they're the underdog. Right. Whereas L.A. Shit, I live there. I still my kids still in this house. My kids get up, they had a cereal. Your kids. I'm just saying. It, it Conf- could be right too now? familiar. Yeah, like, let's talk about it. The, the, the <laughs> level of distraction from your neighbor and all them. Like, it just could right. be too familiar of a space. And then even when you walk into the stadium, you're walking into your home stadium. So, I don't know. I think that so could be a potential. So, you don't agree with home court advantage? I, I think in this case, no. If it were a series, like like the NBA, like baseball, like hockey, like if you get three or four games, if it's a one Let's game deal. So you're you're saying that it's a disadvantage Let's go for here, LA? I'm, I think it could be. It's been perceived. It's been said that it's been stated or believed and that the, the quarterback, some games. The quarterback is the most important uh, part of winning teams. On winning teams, Burling Matthew Stafford don't give a fuck about Los Angeles. He spent his whole life in Detroit losing. A loser. He, he gonna get the motherfucker LA. He finna show his ass as much as he can. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think it's a distraction, bro. I, well, how about this? I think it is. It depends on the player. You know what I'm saying? If the players are, you know, about the fame, the glitz, the glamour, which a lot of these players are divas. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they'll they want that. But I think the the Cincinnati Bengals are young, uh, dark horses, and aren't supposed to be there, like you said. The Rams are expected to win. Aaron Donald tired of losing. Von Miller, he won one, I think, at Denver, though. Leonard Floyd came from the Bears. Uh, he's with the Rams now. Jalen Ramsey was on a losing organization with, uh, I think, the Jaguars or something, and he came there. You got pieces around got the bag, on, on these teams, though, that want to win because they've been bad for so long. I think they're going to be focused. They don't get all the red carpet treatment they want to get. You know, they're going to wear these little tight pants. Type, and I'm wearing tight pants. They wear tight <laughs> pants. I wear tight pants. You know what I'm saying? They wear tight pants and all this little fashion, leopard print. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, they'll go out there and show off. <laughs> I, th- I think the 34-31. They have two chances to win. If they can neutralize Cincinnati. the defensive line, if they can keep Von Miller and Aaron Donald from impacting the game. Joe die out there. But, but there's, a, there's, a way to, there's a way to do that, which is use mixing and chase on the edges so yeah. that they don't have to attack him. Or if the game is close in the fourth quarter, I got Cincinnati. All right, cool. Hey, guess what? I got Cincinnati as well, too, though. Shay Whitey is at it again. What they do? What they do? Joe Rogan. Mr. Uh, Podfather, hundred million dollar man. Boy. Okay, when did you come up with all these pod related vocabulary? Well, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like real the third one. I'm a Podfather. I'm a real dude in the real way. space. Right. You're that? welcome. Oh, Thank I'm you. Time for that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're here now. What? What? Do I game? Flag on the play from this unnecessary set of language. Why do I have to put pot in front of Are you a crip? You're going to walk around with blood? You're going to walk around <laughs> We're going to get on the bouch. Like, what are you doing? And that's still on him right no. now. Right now. Anyway, <laughs> Joe Rogan's out here saying the, uh, the N-word on a regular, often, 
on his show. They had 70 shows removed. He definitely said that. Um, and then he had the nerve to say that he's a victim. Which is odd. That's which difficult. is which is the backspin that you know Shay Whitey and them put on it. Um, he said, That's "Oh man, difficult. there was a uh, there was just a collection of videos, and you know I wasn't being racist. I was speaking um, like on some third person shit. Right? Like, no, you 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 cannot say the n word under any circumstances. We shouldn't even and say it. Then on top of yeah, exactly right. But then on top of that, <laughs> he's on his show and he says, "I went to go watch maybe let's say." Uh, Planet Ju- Yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah, right? Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh man, what do I go no, watch? Planet Apes. Oh, Planet Apes, right? Said, then I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, no, well, see, I was getting to. I was getting to <laughs> okay, when man. he was like, man, I walked in. He said, I walked in and it felt like Planet of the Apes. Or he said, I walked like into Planet, Planet of the Apes. Exactly. Like, what the fuck was this? Is that, is that not right. racist? Well, you know what? See, them playing victim, people like him. I can't say them because I'm not going to uh, encompass everybody or be all inclusive with that because some people actually have respectful. They're respectful. They might say the N word, but they'll say it at home. Right. They won't get caught saying that shit, you know what I'm saying? But people like him uh, have been given this platform. They feel entitled. They can get away with things, you know. But what you don't realize, what they forget, what they don't think about is they have a past. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we give, oh, it's old and we give people passes for their past. No, nah, fam. If you can say it that many times in an ensemble of clips, bro, you're comfortable saying it at home. Your friends are comfortable with, with saying it. And you obviously feel a certain way. But my problem is really with Spotify. And it's a big business. So I shouldn't be surprised. Y'all knew these shows was out here. Y'all can't give the CEO, you can't come give a statement saying, oh, we, he does not represent us and we do not agree with that. Bro, you know these shows. Y'all actually, uh, y'all built by music, by artists. Y'all, y'all platforms built on yeah, that. Yeah, NDI remade so, that bro, real quick. All the money y'all getting, you know what I'm saying, it seems like y'all giving to this motherfucker because he's carrying y'all. Man. Everybody's got a workhorse. Everybody got the fucking workhorse that carries them and what the fuck they do. Joe Rogan is a person that will take what he want, do what he want, say what he want until he gets caught, and then he apologize. He has people that enable him. We talked about uh, Bill Cosby being able to do his thing because he had people around him that knew it and turned blind Enablers. eyes. Enablers. R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying, the same thing. He's he's no fucking different. Right. Except it's just not sex crimes. He's no fucking different, bro. You racist, you discriminate, and you think you're funny. You use us for entertainment. Anything you can do to get a buck and make yourself funny, you'll do that because you, you like the bag. I don't blame you for liking the bag. Who, who wants to live amongst the... <laughs> No, I'm not gonna say that. Peasants, yeah, who's the, the peasants, man? No, the bottom, the, the bottom feeders. Once, once you get a taste of power and money, and Spotify has definitely gave him power. Now I think back to Joe Button. Why Joe Button wouldn't, wouldn't fuck with Spotify? It's, it's, that's, that's a whole different conversation, though. He left there for a reason. Said it was disgusting how they, how, how they were moving, and I won't take that back. And you know and what else? Is, what else is disgusting? You know the CEO said, "Well, no, I'm I'm not I'm not firing him." Right, I'm not. Why well, would they, they? He doesn't. He's not an employee of Spotify. Yeah. He said we're not going to stop carrying. Right. Why would they, why would but they this, this also started because NDIRE said, "Hey, look, She's take my music about. No, I'll who, take my who's music about for that too, though. Who's a white guy? A white guy, a rock legend. What do you do? He took his music off of Spotify because of Joe. Oh, because oh I did see that. I did see that about the vaccine and, and the coronavirus. Oh, right, you know, right, right, you, right, you right. can feel what you want about the virus, but don't just sit here and just lie about the shit. Like you know, make stuff up. Like, that's why I, I question I'm, My fault bro That's my second time Cut you off on purpose uh, <laughs> When he said he took The horse tranquilizer And this and this I said man I don't even think That motherfucker had COVID Oh yeah Fuck yeah, about yeah. him I want to play yeah. just a, a bit of this clip man so, so people can really understand The This is his apology clip No no This is just him using it And then I'll get to The apology clip Because the apology was trash He says I haven't used it in years Wait, What the fuck does that mean Actual air okay. You're right Fuck it then but he used it. He, I mean, you know, because I wanted to bring some. If they don't know what it is, they, 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 can, they can Google that. it. Yeah, let's not they put that on it. our platform. That's, That's fair. Really That's fair. ridiculous. Uh, I mean, Trevor Noah. To your point, though, Trevor Noah. I think he did like a full fifteen minute yeah. kind of recap on. She was this. hilarious. The, it was. You know, it's funny. Is like 
it was one of the few times where I didn't feel like laughing at Trevor. Um, I definitely he, he definitely had some points that he kept saying, like, with the point where he was like, see, if there was an audience here, they would just be laughing like, oh, Trevor, you're just so clever, Trevor. Like his whole <laughs> shit. That's not a great impression of his voice. Yeah, but, that was terrible. Um, was slick Rick. But, um, <laughs> slick Rick but on Trevor, Trevor brought up the point this. He said, you can't say that you didn't intend to, you, you, aren't, you aren't racist and that you don't think about racist things and in the same sentence say, I walked into a room full of black people and thought to myself and asked, where can I watch it in I, a black neighborhood? I walked into the planet of the apes. Like, it's not funny. And, and Trevor made a really, really nuanced argument. He said, that's your favorite word. He said, uh, <laughs> well, life is nuanced, right? Um, I don't believe in black and white like that. Like, okay. tell me y'all. Um, definitely a great area. But he said it was the comfortability with which he was you saying did. this. Right. Around his personal peers. And this is what I was telling y'all when we were talking about the NFL uh, owners and that, that email and the coaches, right? Right. They're in their space. That's with, their with safe Gladys, space. With, uh, yes. Gadell, Gadell, yes. No, uh, Gruden. Uh, Gruden, excuse me. And I'm like, nah, bro, this is how they talk, right? And they said they couldn't find nobody else that was offensive. I was like, okay. All right, so here's, here's this weak ass, <laughs> here's this weak ass apology. Just listen to this shit real quick. Regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. And it's all smushed together. This and it looks like horrible, do. even to me. Now, I know that to most people... Anyway, man, his, his voice is... I, I don't know why you put that on. But. This is why I have a hard time. And I always say, my, my, I'm around y'all. And I step up and say it. I've, I've said the word my entire life, so sometimes it comes out, and I say, "Man, my bad for the n word." I say that I say the n word, actual n dash w o r d. I don't say the actual word, you know what I'm saying? Because it just it's, it's terrible, yeah, man. Was it? He had a lot of ers on his his oh, it was capital term. er too. Yeah, well, I think the, the g e n r was capital. I've always said when when I see a white actor in those slave movies you did using that. a word, they love it. It empowers them <laughs> because they can say it, they can, they can say it on camera and it goes out to the world and it's free and it's okay. So and what, then it's cut. Oh no no, you know, Blackie, you're my friend. No, you words really mean just that. never. I, no matter what the word, like, I certainly understand all the history and, and different people. I just a word never had the power to actually shake me out of my skin. Like, I, but it's it's fucking it's, word. It's yeah, what I, the word is and where it comes. I from. I, that's like that's that, fine. Yeah. I get I get why it does that Everybody's to other people. I'm saying yeah. me personally, I legit. There's not a word you could say in front of me, staring at me in my eyes, and I'm gonna just be like, "Oh God!" <laughs> I was like, "It's just not, it's a word. It's air." Let me, it's let me try oxygen. this. Let me try this right here though. Four twenty. What does that even mean? Your credit score. <laughs> that won't shake you. Now that is shake. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about weed. Oh, you know what I mean? I, went down. Me too. I was like, "What are you <laughs> trying to say, Bozzy? What's happening?" I just dropped the bar. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Wow. Ooh, that boy it. bar heavy. <laughs> fuck out of here. What the fuck? Bar heavy. Oh, oh no, you reaching. Oh, but anyway, man, uh, Rogan, <laughs> Rogan, get your goof ass out of here, man. Exactly. Man, if you don't get, get your goof so ass. Is he stay on spot. Is, okay, is it going to lose traction? Or is. No. No, because yeah. people are going to be on their podcast talking yep. about his podcast. Yep. Yeah, right. exactly. So we're done. We'll get that out of there. There you go. Uh, let's, start, let's start with this black excellence, man. There's a uh, family. They, uh, they created an app, and also, this is a, a vegan app, right? During. The pandemic and uh, what's their name? It's called the Detox Program and Digital Detox. Digital Detox. Uh, what is it? Orisha Oshun and uh, Grizzy the God. Just to- they definitely got rap names. <laughs> uh, Oshun oh, so- is a Yoruba well, that's, goddess that's name. Toby Ungoku way people. 
No, it's actually my people. It comes from the Yoruba tribe of Nigeria, where my name and whole culture comes you don't from. Rap, no. <laughs> All right, well, talk your shit then. Go ahead, man. Because these, these well, are your people. I don't know much about them. I was just talking about the name. Basically, they just, they just transform health during the pandemic, uh, giving people a better way to eat with this app on some vegan shit. I thought that was dope. Shout, cool. out. Shout out. Shout out to them on, on the Black Excellence. Shout out to yeah. uh, Nipsey Hussle's family for creating the Marathon Clothing Store uh, number two in uh, L.A. to honor his legacy. I didn't know number one was shut down. I don't think it's shut down, but it's, I mean, everybody just Tempor- goes there and take, take, shut down. take pictures and shit. I'm telling you, know you what it is. Temporarily okay. shut down, man. But, you know, I like the spinoffs they're doing of this. And they opened in Marathon number two, but they also want to open a place that's, uh, they, want, they want to attract you without having you spend your money. So museums and like art institutes for kids to come and learn uh, music programs and how to do things in music because they say Nipsey and his brother benefited a lot from programs like that growing up. So they want to give it back in that same way as well, which is a beautiful thing. Chance to rap. I hate. Too. I hate that our leaders have to get killed for the difference makers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, Biggie. Biggie definitely was a prophet. He said it best. You nobody till somebody kills you, and that shit is crazy. Um, I mean, we talked about Malcolm X last week. His childhood home now being a right. Uh, flowers late. Flowers yeah. coming a day late and a dollar short. Man. Sometimes with no dollar at all. But anyway, man, uh, it's topic time. You hate it. <laughs> I saw you do that on thing last week. I was like, please don't let him think that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm gonna make, I'm make the thing. It's not, man. I don't, I don't even like LeBron like that, man. That's, that's a LeBron guy. I've never even seen that. Thousand percent bite. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Oh my god! How does he do it? I don't believe you, bro. I don't. How does he do it? So I know. I'm not gonna do it. He think he's smart. Fuck. I'm a genius actually. You don't even like you don't like another black man doing positive things and, and exactly yeah. I'm Spin sorry. move. No, 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 saying, no, no I like that. that. I like you that. Know? Married his high school sweetheart in, in the age where everybody getting light skinned women. No wrong with light skinned women. You got dark skinned oh, sisters. He at home wow. with his kids. There's a lot of wow. on this show last week. Are you light skinned shaming right now? There's a lot no. of light skinned. Uh, I'm asking why you, why don't you like him? I was trying to get him to walk. I'm saying I got a shot. If I can take boom. Okay. There you go. All right. So look, did black. Exploitation, right? Is that what we're saying? Black exploitation. Black exploitation. Uh, empower the black image or degrade the black image for the black people or for white people? Well, for those that don't know what black exploitation is, let's start there. I'll put a definition for you guys, all right? You finna read that? It's fucking seven words. It's okay. really simple. Okay. The title, the, 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 the word is seven Spanish words. No, I can't read. So Exploit and black. Did either one of y'all see the full intro for last show? Yeah. Floor intro? I didn't watch oh, I did. I did. I did. No, Sorry. you did a good job. Okay. Oh, buddy. Kurt, Kurt called, and I, I didn't pick up you on the, the on call. exploitation of black people, especially with regard to stereotyped roles in movies. That's what they have for it. Wait, say that one more time. The exploitation. Yes, I can read. You feel for black people, you- <laughs> especially with regard to stereotyped roles in movies. Okay. I like how they didn't identify nothing about black people in the definition of black exploitation. It's the exploitation of black people. <laughs> oh, you said I didn't hear the black per- per- people part. Um, yeah, still, essentially, still it's an era. <laughs> it's an era of films that you know we were talking about. There's a documentary um, done by PBS, well done documentary um, called um, something like "Give Us Free" or "For." To be free, us, us free, but it goes. It just chronicles how, no, like, how it feels to be oh, no, free. That was the music one. That's how the one it feels to be free. And Nina Simone. No, this is a different one. This is the PBS joint. 
Is it okay? Well, yeah. anyway, the documentary basically chronicles chronicles black women in Hollywood, and it goes all the way back, obviously, um, to the first sister, uh, Hattie McDaniel, who wins the Oscar for the slave role. But then it gets yep. into this point where Cicely Tyson um, is, you know, a darker skinned sister, and she's still playing these roles because the era of the movies um, that they're making for black people are still kind of in the slave time frame and in the um, in that space. Um, but they interview Cicely Tyson, and this is when Pam Greer is starting to really pop with these movies about her like being a superhero. And like in the black exploitation films, you got the pimps, and then you got, you know, um, you got the women in, you know, in scantily clad clothes. Sex is always involved. And yeah, Drugs right? is always involved. And so Cicely Tyson's point was while I understand the empowerment conversation around these movies. She was like, the narrative that it tells other people, because it's nothing balanced in there. She said, there's nobody in these movies speaking about the fact that, like, hey, all black people don't dress like this. All black people don't act like this, right? Um, She was like, the movies just seem to skew 100% into this idea that all we do is fight, do drugs, have sex, um, and, like, everybody just out here loose, right? Um, <laughs> so to answer, let's keep it a buck out here. To answer the question, though, um, that's so stupid. I, I to Cicely Tyson's point, I think that for us in our community, right, we know that's not the case, right, right. So I think it's easy for us to watch. You know, um, what's what's your favorite Pam Greer movie? Uh, Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Anything she's, she's in, with, with, she's, first with of them all, knockers out, on, bro. Oh. You disrespectful as hell. Anything in you fucking misogynist. So what? Anything she's in, she's the knockers was amazing, and she could act. I ain't say nothing about her. And she got knockers or not asking. Those are the, those are the prettiest knockers I've ever seen in my life. Point being though is like, not, I mean, we, we not gonna watch. talk about that. Yeah. We can okay. watch oh, Y'all trash films. Y'all scared Y'all scared I'm We scared. can, we can Salacious. watch the I don't think I've ever seen her In a porn bro So that's how you're talking About her titties bro, bro talking about actual They show movies. titties Every five minutes In black uh, in black movies Let's be yeah, clear they don't, they don't make it porn though I didn't say it was porn I'm just saying I'm just saying those, those There was so much more To focus on in these movies No cause I don't I don't care about the pimping You know what I mean I don't care about the drug selling I wasn't talking I about I cared about the titties though. At that time What are you talking about Them Titties you, yes. just, you just mad Cause you can't grow A fucking afro Like she had Whatever I okay, can't go cool. titties, but them titties, oh, boy. fire. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that. Anyway, so that was her best asset at that time because the acting was trash. Y'all don't want to say it? I'm gonna say it. I don't think acting in black exploitation movies was like revolutionary. Thank you. It wasn't, but to say don't it, be scared trash, to say it. These roles were given. These roles were written specific ways. Black exploitation movies you were see about what I'm saying? the music and the color. Way. It was about I, I, fashion I and, and music. Black exploitation movies were about. You know music what? You right. And the worst fighting yeah. scenes you know of all time. You right. It was about her titties because it's called black exploitation. They had to expose her and exploit her. Best good spin move. And good spin move. They could have used. They could use any anything on her body because she was she was that fucking gorgeous. But listen, man. but she took it off too. But listen, listen. I'm, 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 I'll take off Kendrick. Pam Pam Greer. Amazing. When she responded to this, when she when they were asking Pam about it, she uh-huh. said, she said I was all into it. She said, what you have to understand is that these movies. Black women, we were in these movies directing white men to get on their knees, right? We were, we were, we were telling these white empowering men, themselves, yeah, right? like it was, and, and only for the movies, though. Trust and, me. And no, she said, and, and that became a part of our the, the women that were in these movies. She said, that became a part of how we approached Hollywood. So when Pam Greer got into producing, out. oh no, she produced many films. When Pam Name Greer on. got into producing, they began saying, "Nope, I'm not going to have this person in." They gained that power from those spaces. Um, I'm not going to say the acting in black exploitation was very good. I don't think it was, but I do feel that there is something to be said 
we talk about this with the with the with the current rap situation. It, <laughs> there is something it. to be said about the fact that an audience that does not know your culture, if that's all they see, then they will start to associate those values I get that. with your values. I get that. So I think that's all Cicely Tyson was to, to answer the question though, did it empower us or uh the image or did it degrade the black image? The only way it empowered our culture was Letting us in the door to act, so to speak. To see us on the screen, right? That was it, bro. Any other way, it did nothing for us, in my opinion. Did it degrade the image? Yes. In every shape, form, and fashion possible. It gave us jobs. It had us, you know, out here doing all the things Ken, they said. And I have a true story. I have a, uh, I had a partner from the Philippines. All right? I had him for years. Good guy. Pause. What? What? I had him for years. Good said, guy. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Hold, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that Like you didn't just say what you just said You had him for years Okay, cool I had a partner for years <laughs> You bet But again, had him for years you, Hey, this the same guy When I said, man, I might be having, you know, some, some implants done On Saturday He said, he say, oh, you getting a BBL? Why would you think of me and my ass when I tell you that? To me, that, that, that was just fucked up I'm like, Joe I don't know how you got to the pause on that, but that tell me something about your ass. You know what I'm so I was cool on that. Mom I couldn't respond right for the last three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you hear that though. But uh, he said, you know, they have a, a a time block on Sunday called Power Hour Sundays, which is really the whole day. To be honest with you, though, where they show black exploitation films all day in the Philippines. In the Philippines, but you know what spurred uh, this that this conversation? Like you know that. what spurred this conversation between me and him? Spurred, spurned, spurred, whatever. I think it's spurred. Spurred, whatever. What the fuck? Uh, I was gonna go with spawned. Both. This conversation started because of this, okay? I was singing a Billy Joel song in the car because it came on the radio. In the words, he said, wow, you know, you know this song? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, yesterday you were singing Elton John as well. And then you knew some George Michael. I'm looking like, why would you think I don't know these songs? Right, you know, he said, because, man? you know, in the Philippines, man, you know, we, it's his accent. In the Philippines, man, we have the, the Sunday, we have the power hour. I'm like, what? what? What is that? He said, the last shit he saw on vacation back home. The last thing he saw he had never seen before was Black Caesar. I said, what's 1970-something? Yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? We don't do none of that shit no more. At least not that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There may still be drugs involved, maybe sex involved, and violence involved. Right. We don't do it that way anymore, though. But it, to me, it did nothing but give the rest of the world. How could it empower you if we as one culture are versus an entire world, all the other cultures, we're fighting this image? It can't empower us at all. It just degrades because they get this image of us. And when they finally see us and meet us, no matter what shade of color we are, we're all just black to them. That's, that's they, running in the right. back of their mind. They think we all beat up all women. When go home, he a pimp. We all beat up women. We get hot cocaine. We steal cars. We motherfucking, you know, we... T- uh, first of all, this is what one thing we had a conversation about. It wasn't really a conversation. I was like, dog, it's true for me. I don't know about for other men. He said, you know, we hate when you guys sleep with our women because, you know, they, they don't come back the same. I was like, bro. Mandingo. You get that mandingo. No, that's true for me, but I can't speak for everybody. Dog, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I'm good I'm at saying that, bro. Filipino women do have a special, like, you know, uh, affection and, like, you but, know, interest in black, black men. I did that. not know that until yeah. one particular time. I, I, I got I mean we have Filipino ch- chilies bro. Like, and, 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 and they dope but like, They got rhythm and everything when, I remember a point Where like the homies I was around You know you had That stupid conversation Like man you know If you could get Your perfect girl What should you be like I want a Filipino black girl Never said that, that was like the That was like the I top, want a Pam Grill No bullshit <laughs> I want a Pam Grill No bullshit But uh The, 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 the sad <laughs> part is This right here though The sad part is this Black exploitation Ain't over No The movies ain't, ain't Went fucking nowhere Be honest with you they, They're just repackaged bro 
So you feel like you know what's interesting about that? That brings Think another question it. that we may not have time for, but would you consider they, they made Shaft, bro. Tyler Perry's <laughs> Black Exploitation for sure? Almost I, I, for I, sure. I was going there, bro. A for sure. Dated Black Exploitation. And if the acting is that bad for the old Black Exploitation, they're cult classics, bro. Still, in every Tyler Perry movie, there's some dog black man who is obviously cheating, mistreating on his wife. It's the it's the extreme. It's the extreme of everything. That's why I hate that shit. It's the extreme of everything. I hate that shit. There's always like a black and then, then man who is the, the absolute. <laughs> then they go to there's never, there's never a white man in Tyler Perry's movies that's the villain. The white man is actually the nice guy that's trying to like help the black people one. and be a part of the culture. It was it's just always a black man that is the, the absolute evil character in his shows. I'm not saying I think it is black exploitation, so but it is a conversation. It's Boys in the Hood, Men's in Society. Are those black flotation films? That's a great question. It, it can be. I'm saying yes. I think are. don't be, be a menace in the hood while drinking your juice on South Central. I think that's black exploitation. Right. That, that's shit was so hilarious. I think that's black exploitation. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think one thing about John Singleton in 92 is this, this, this goes hand in hand with the conversation about going from public enemy to niggas with attitude, right? Mm. The top selling hip hop group um, in, the, in 89, 90 is public enemy. One year later is niggas with attitude. So that those are those are completely opposites on the spectrum of political theory, right? Um, from you know, black people empower yourselves, don't fall for this stuff, fight the power. Nine one one is a joke in my town too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We shooting everybody, including the cops. And still, there was still some rebellion in the NWA. But message. there's truth in both of them, though. Right, so neither, neither one is yeah, yeah, neither yeah. one is wrong. Um, so I don't know. I think that I think there's also just I think black exploitation as a term. Um, is specific to that era, but then if you're saying like by definition, but who came up? Who came up with the, the term black exploitation? That's a great question. Right? Was that what coined it? Was it was it coined by the white folks of Hollywood? Uh, or was it us? It was, was it us? Miriam Webster did it, bro. Nah, it Miriam Webster. Black people that called it that. <laughs> almost almost bleeds. Yo, you did. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been. That's, that's, a, that's a good one, Miriam. Where are you at? Give us a call. Because nobody ever says her first I think name. It's Marion, no actually. Marion. I don't think it's Miriam Webster. It's Marion Webster. M e r i n dash. Nah, he's bullshitting you. You for real? Y'all keep on talking. No, that's because that's a random fact that Kendae would know. It's a dictionary. So you just walk around with a dictionary in your back pocket? No, but I work at a school. I don't give a fuck. You know how many stupid teachers work at a school? Oh, it is Miriam. Shut up talking to me. That Whoa, wrong. that boy good. He reads books. No, that boy is he's part no. now. <laughs> anyway, what? man. That's... I get the part for that shit. No, no, no. For no, Google? No, no, no. no. Just, <laughs> for just Googling something? Because you, you, ki- you killed the entire segment. I hate you. you. No, you did. I still hate you. I love it, though. They didn't have clippers in Africa. Y'all haircuts don't exist, bro. That's black exploitation right here. This is black exploitation right here. Right here, I think about it, dog. I, I kept it a buck. The ancestors kept it a buck with my hair. Anyway, man, that's going to transition. That's going to transition into our guest. I cannot wait. It's well, about to go what down. What's your favorite black exploitation movie? Because you have one. What's your favorite? Oh, old Fox, black Fox and Brown. Movie, Fox and Brown. Yours? Without question. The Mac. I think mine's the Mac as well. Uh, What's your favorite new? It wasn't enough titties in that for me. It was definitely titties. In there. It wasn't enough. It was quotables in that dog. It was quotable, it was but it wasn't enough titties. I mean, in that the dog. Mac, the Mac for me because I actually. The, well, I mean, they used to call you Mac. They used to call you Goldie too. That's part of it. <laughs> I mean, that's real. That's part that's of real it. shit. But it's actually it's like funny as fuck, though. I don't care. I feel like the Mac had more of a storyline that I could rock with. I feel like a lot of the other ones, it <laughs> wasn't a like real storyline in it. No, it wasn't that part. It was just like the emotional connections between the characters. You're emotionally connected to a pimp. I get it. I enjoy brown sugar. <laughs> See how I did I that. I enjoy watching Petey Wee Straw. 
I he leaves from it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, didn't I, see I, that, that shit was great. Lay that shit like, was great. I even enjoy watching the cheesiest vampire and flick Dolomite. ever. Blackula. Dolomite was my shit. Gotta go with that was Dolomite. my shit, bro. It was so many. Um, if it was exploiting us, if it was exploitation of us, why are there so many favorable movies that we just could pull quotes from? And because it wasn't, our parents didn't make us watch that shit. Somehow, somewhere we got to these movies and mm-hmm. watched them over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Same way you get to your porn collection. I'm going to get you suckers. My, my tabs open right now. <laughs> I got 18 tabs open. Hey, look, man. After I'm, these I'm messages, we'll be right back. back. Blastoitation. All right, all right. We are back. You know what I'm talking about? In the, in the music studio, you hey. feel me? Um, and we definitely have... Our lovely guest, uh, Miss Reese LaFrance. Let's clap it up one time, one time, one time. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm going to just call you a serial entrepreneur because okay. since like we've met, mm-hmm. you've had three different businesses yes. that I've known you to have. And literally, as we were talking about having you on the show, you were already in the conversation about the next business. So I'm just going to say serial entrepreneur. Yes. Um, you can give more about your background and things like that if you like, but we're just very glad to have you here on the show. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And yes, um, serial entrepreneur is pretty pretty correct. I'm hoping to get it so I can grow them and sell them. That's when I really know I didn't, I didn't, been, I didn't bust up, right? So that's really the goal. Um, because I like to create and I, re- I started to realize I don't like to be stuck in any one thing. I'm way too creative and have way too much to offer to want to spend my life 30 years with one company. I was going to ask you, did you have any stint with corporate at all? Like, cause I, I've I, known you since you was creating your own stuff. I you have not. not profit to a, to a, a woman's I organization. Have not. No corporate uh, background, which is probably why it's taking me a little longer than everybody else. But I came straight from nonprofit, which is all about give, serve, give, serve, right? So having to step into being having a business that needed to make a profit and through that whole thing, like I, even when I started, you know, started the league, um, and I guess I'll talk about what that is, but um, I still didn't start that as a business. It was like a concept with a nonprofit. Right. And I was like building this group of women to actually serve that nonprofit. It yeah. never in my mind was going to be a business for me. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like, for I sure. kinda, You were really just into the yeah, service aspect I, I, of it. Yeah, all. like my whole life had just really been into service. So like this whole concept of like, Growing, scaling a business, making a profit, corporate, you know, like dollar, like doggy dog type thing. That was like it's, the what? Who, why yeah, I do all it's that? really, really right. new to me, right? And so I had to like, I had to get some tough skin because you know, and it's funny because my brother used to tell me he, you know, I remember watching the founder. Um, how you know how the guy took over McDonald's yep. and that whole thing. Right. Right? I love that movie though. Man, love it. right? Never but seen it. I'm such a such a bleeding heart, right? So I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe that he did them. Like <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Like, I want to so go feed these people. <laughs> I'm like, why would he take their idea and do that? And then you know, so I was just like so like hurt. And so I remember telling my brother, and he was like. Sis, I'm I'm sorry to have to tell you, and this was way before I like I, I got here. He was like, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but in order to get to that level of success, you kind of got to be an asshole. You got to be on the whole. And I was like, No, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do people like. 
And he was like, all right. He was like, I'm telling you, certain levels <laughs> like, of success. Like, all right, all yeah, he like, he's all right. like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. He like, certain levels of success, you're going to have to lean more into your asshole. And I I just didn't want to hear that, all right? Like, oh, I, so I, like, he was like, do you going to have to learn how to be? I'm sorry. No, I love that. Oh, I love right. that. Like, right, right. Yeah, I love that. We're going to like, I like that. But yeah, you kind of got to lean more there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to the shittier part of yourself, right? <laughs> 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 you know, keep going with it, y'all. Why no, not? no pun intended. Right, yeah, no right. pun intended, right? You know? Got you, we got you. And so it took me a while on this journey to finally, like, after I got my heart broke, and then I was like, okay, wow. Yeah. He's right. You know, I have to be a lot less communal and a lot more confrontational and direct if I'm trying to grow a business. Because I was more like, you know, oh, let's community. We can do this together. No, you know. So right. I had to I had to grow and learn a little mm. bit. Um, Chicago so, a place yeah. for that. Chicago got a place for that. Community love type shit. It's not just a city built differently, especially uh, when you try to get things done. We've heard you mention the word serve, serve, serve a lot yeah. so far. We just started, you know, this portion with you. Uh, is that your personality or is that something you saw? Is that, okay, how about this? Is that both in your personality or something you saw as some, a tool you could use to get ahead or use to your benefit and grow your businesses? Well, you know what? Um, it's a part of my purchase. And I thought you were going to say, or oh, is this something like you grew up with? Like, so my mom worked for a nonprofit. She retired after 35 years of social service. Um, she ran, she ran group homes. Um, so she did like 35 years and she ran group home for girls. And then That's after dope. 20 years of doing that, she spent the next like 10, 10, 10 years doing like case management. Um, Taking like young The kids to court And then the last two years She went back on residential So I grew up watching her Like Serve and have a heart Even though like She you know Was with a bigger foundation um, Bigger foundation And then My mentor The Where I have The majority of my work Experience from she started her own nonprofit, which is Demoiselle to Femme, which is where I got my start. Say right? that slower. Demoiselle to Femme. Okay, which is to Femme, yeah, which is young ladies to women, basically. Gotcha. I like right? that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I got hired and started working as an outreach specialist, like at twenty one, with mm. her. So like that was like my complete work history like from there until I started the league and I started the league at 35 that was like where I worked that was all I knew so think this is my mentor this is a more of a family thing so the world grew me up these last five six eight years because I literally came from like a small community church community like where we all knew each other that whole right. part and it was actually in 2011 when I was kind of like you know what I'm, I actually I started out as Lady Reese Lady Reese Speaks is where I started. I was like, you a rapper? You a rapper? You a rapper? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling She's you, because black I was like, right, exactly. <laughs> That's look, 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 that was look, a black exploitation. I, I started a blog. I was like, you know, I need to take a break away from the church. I just was like, I need. She was like, the church is holding okay. me back. Yeah, yeah, Listen, let me tell you how green I was. Let me tell you this, how this secular I shit. Yeah, see, I was 31. Listen, I was 31. I had never saw weed before. Weed that, or weave? Weed. Weed. I was 31 years old, had never even wow. seen That's it before. That's good, though. Right? That's impressive. You had yeah. smelled it. Good though. job, Mom. No, good job, Mom Dukes. Been around you and smelled seen it. it. Your mom well, just maybe. told you it was incense. I yeah. mean, yeah. But, but, but listen, <laughs> that's how I grew up. I grew up in a house where we didn't listen to any secular music. My wow. mom didn't curse. Wow. My daddy was a hellion. But, you know, he balanced yeah. it out. You I've know what I'm saying? He balanced it out. No, I've definitely heard that. That's old school. But my mom 
raised like good Christian woman values. So my whole life was church and school, church right. and education. And so by the time I kind of hit 30s, like my mom retired, left and went to Georgia. And I was like, I'm going to stay here and just see what this oh, world Chicago has to offer. Chicago would definitely bring you back down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's when I stopped, jumped out. And at 31, I started blogging. I started kind of hanging out. I had never even really clubbed before, drank before. And so I met like um, Kenday and you met the right Joe, one. Joe, Joe College. Joe College. And, Shout out to Joe College. My God, Joe what College. up? Joe College. That's cousin Joe. Chill Will. <laughs> Chill Will. Right? That daddy was Chill Will. Will. Exactly. Right. Uh, DJ K. Kevin Burns and like Indeed. so I just kind of like they were like my intro into like nightlife you know what I'm saying so I was like okay cool for some reason I always get cool with the brothers with the with the with the black men oh you got good energy I, yeah, yeah yeah so they it's easy for me to kind of connect that's and take why, me that's, yeah, yeah yeah so that's why I could feel like you've been knowing me for for ages but um yeah so I felt like serving so even when I jumped out in two in 2015 and started mm-hmm. the Young Women's Professional League. It was still around serving. It was like a conversation me and my mentor was having. And she was like, this is such a selfie generation. Like, mm-hmm. everything is about the self. Like, Facts. who I know, what I'm gaining, mm-hmm. what I'm getting, what I'm eating. You know, like, you can't even go to the toilet without having your phone <laughs> recording. You know what I'm saying? It just Taking was like, yeah, right. yeah. Right. So she was just like, you know, who is next? Like, how do we connect this millennial generation to do something other than fulfill their own self, you know? Um, self-loathing. That's a, yeah, that, that's a yeah. great question. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and she was that. like, because I'm tired. Because <laughs> at this time, I think she was at like 25 years doing um, Demoiselle. And she just was like, we need a, a champion. We need someone who's going uh, to put that, cl- yeah, that clarion call here out. You to, clarion. Here you Can you come? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to drop a word or two. Man. I mean, I'm going to do six. Let's get it. Let's get it. That was the first time either of those words have ever been used. True, true. Uh, and we stay on that. We stay on yeah. that. Okay, yeah. good stuff. So, um, you do what? Huh? The vocab. Okay. Nah, okay. Vernacular. Vena- fucking, fucking, fucking button, bro. Nah, <laughs> you, a you button. a coward ass dude. You a coward ass dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get him. Yeah, come on, fam. Wow. I'm booking myself for that? No, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute, huh? Hold, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like, you didn't just say what you just said. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> So, So, basically, once we had that conversation, I was just like, okay, well, you know what? I felt a call to duty. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I was like, you know what? I'll be that person to galvanize these millennial women to a cause bigger than us. And I'm like, okay, well, let's start. How do we even get them excited? Like, where, where do we That's even key. start, right? And so I was like, well, you know what? She's not lying about this being a selfie generation. And people, they like to be honored, right? I was like, people like to be honored, like to be saying that. I said, so let's start there. I'm like, let's honor them, give them a platform where we're saying, you know what? We see you shining, sis. Let's you know, honor you. Give you your and, flowers while you're yeah, here. Yeah, give you your flowers now, and then let's take that collective energy and do something good with it, right? Mm-hmm. You're bad as one person. That's why we're honoring you, but we're even stronger together, that's right? Yep. So that was my whole idea around the 40 under 40 uh, award ceremony. Which is and dope, by the way. Thank you. Super. Thank that was, you. That was really dope. Yeah. It was so cool because when you first did that, that first year you did that, like, you know, okay, so I'm going to just throw this out there, right? Yeah. Reese lives in the world of ideas. 
I do. Love it, right? So it's like, I'm just straight up, like, I'm just not even going to sugarcoat this at all, right? So it's like, the first conversation is like, hey, so listen, I got this organization. I want to do this event, like an award ceremony. And I'm listening. I, you know, I'm at this point, I'm kind of trained to listen through. As she's saying things, I'm visualizing what that looks like. Okay. Yeah. How many people are going to be the awardees? You know, are you giving away actual awards? Do you need to take? Like, I'm thinking through all the logistics as she's explaining. You're going to your Rain Man shit. And so then she goes, <laughs> yep. for real, like, <laughs> like, I'm realizing now it really is some Rain yeah. Man yeah. shit, right? right. But, um, but, so we're getting through it and then she's going, and then I thought about like, you know, and then there could be this point at which like all the women can get up and then all that. And now I'm going, okay, wait a minute, got to reel this back. <laughs> right? Before we get the ice sculpture delivered, let's get right, the ice sculpture right, right, right. back just a step, right? But so, so there's this creative energy when she's, when she's birthing an idea, right? Mm-hmm. The, the creative energy is going and so she starts extrapolating okay what else can I do what else can I do what else can I pull from but anyway when we first finally get it all finalized and we get to the first show and I hadn't looked at the list of women that she was honoring mm-hmm. yet right I'm just focused on okay the doors are going to open at this time we got this many chairs whose reservations you know so then don't, when we actually start the show and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the screen I'm like yo that's sis <laughs> yo I know sis right. yo this is crazy right and so in a lot of ways I think to your point it's like each of them I individually may have known for mm-hmm. what they do successful, mm-hmm. but seeing them all on one stage that one time, just like collectively, and some of them knew each other, some of them yeah. didn't. Yeah. Seeing them, that was a super, super powerful yeah. moment. It, it, it's still a lot sometimes for me to take in how. When you look back at those yeah, photos, how right? magical yeah, something that, was like four years that ago. I created. Four, like, years yeah. ago. I mean, well, over the last five years, we've actually inducted 200 women. Dope. 200 of, you know, um, 200 young professional women in Chicago. And then in 2020, 2020 hit. And that's when I kind of started, had to learn some, because in 2018, we broke away from Demoiselle the Femme, and I kind of got, like, thrust into, like, now what do, what do I do? Because yeah, we're going to come into that okay. in a second. Yeah, because okay. I, can't, I can't wait to go yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 2018, I actually got thrust into... It not just being a initiative with Demoiselle, like we cut and cut ties. Um, once again, my life was just on a different path. And Demoiselle, once again, I told you my 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 background is very churched. It's it's Hallelujah. It's rooted in a lot of different principles. Made the church say Amen. Amen. And and <laughs> I, I wasn't necessarily on that path. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you preach into the non choir. Nobody in this room yeah, has been to yeah. church in the last Yeah, yeah. Ever. So and my I minister son on top of that. We're yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we ended up um parting ways and so then I was kinda like, Okay, now what? So then that's when I was like Okay, I gotta try to make this an organization. Whenever like I just I wasn't and I wasn't really ready. I didn't even to be honest with you, like I said, when I started it, I I'm just like, this is something good, and we're going to do something good. Dope, I yeah. had, yeah, I had no idea. I wasn't thinking about it. structure or, or business, or business and how it's going to make money, how it's going to be sustained. I None of that was a part of my mind. So in 2018, I kind of started, you know, so the women were like, well, you need to make people play. Oh, you needed it. And so I had, like, all of this feedback. And the women want this. And, then, and, then, and to the point, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to give. I'm trying to, you know sustain my own life because at this time I still wasn't really making any money like right. you know what I'm saying like this 
at that's this the point, grind, though. That's yeah, the grind. Yeah, at this point, I didn't. I didn't brought 120 women in Chicago together. They making connections. They making money together. Right, they making moves. Right. And I'm trying to figure out how to get a cup of coffee. Well, Do you well, know well, what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. So right, I was kind of like, okay, you know. So I'm trying to take all that in, and then by 2020, like when 2020 the pandemic hit, it all hit the fan, and I just broke. I was like, I don't have anything left to give. I was like, I, I had a, a long term on and off relationship, and like it just was so much. Go like, jump on a person, man. Go jump on. Listen, a listen. I'm an Aries, so I, I just <laughs> literally posted. Folks, better be glad that I chose silence instead of violence. <laughs> folks, <laughs> silence you better be glad it was a mandatory lockdown in 2022. Man, if I wasn't forced to man, stay in the house, I would have burnt this. Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand? Folks, better be glad I chose silence instead of violence. Right. But um, so yeah, with it, so it just took me a minute, and I had to grow up. Like you know, I had to like grow up, mature, grow out of that original self, out, yeah, yeah, and grow out of that bleeding heart. I just want to give, give. Like I had to really find some balance in what is this for me? How does this serve me as right. well? You know what I'm saying? Not just other people, but me. And why I took that little break, and I don't know, y'all. I'm gonna let y'all do y'all own transitions. But 2020 also was good because then it gave me opportunity to say, you know, what about the men? Maybe talk this is a good about time. it. <laughs> Maybe yep. this is a good time to see what. Yeah. What we could bring bring together for the men, you know. Can you can you get the name of that uh, King's Concierge? Is that correct? So it's the Kingmaker, the, the Kingmaker, Kingmaker Concierge. Okay. Kingmaker yes. Concierge. Yes. Now Kingmaker. I love yes. that, right? Because I, I I saw all the people that were listed. My good friend, my brother to my left uh, was one of the uh, nominees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honorees, awardees, oh, awardees. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, you had Fuck, to be nominated. Man. Then you had to be awarded, right? It's a, it's a step process. Put some spec on my name. I, I, I just showed you some love, bro. And awarded, awarded, awarded. Mm-hmm. I okay. posted it. I, I shouted out. Did I not do that? Well, you just said nominee. I'm just saying. But you had before this you can be awarded. Before you can be awarded, you have to be a nominee, right? No, no. We're gonna talk about fashion a little bit too. Whatever. Right. Right. Anyway. All right. So I was like, oh shit, she's dope. And that particular day, like. We had a live show. I'm like, oh shit, she she trying to yes. take take my man's in them away from what we, we what we building and shit, right? I remember that. And he was dead. I'm like, man, bro, I got I got to do this. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, no, yeah. bro, go 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 do that. You know what I mean? Go. Said, he said, fuck the corner, bro. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Right. And then and then so then my second thought was, damn, I'm not working hard enough because you don't know me and my name ain't ain't nowhere mm. on there, right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> and. You know, uh, B side, B side was on it. That's yep. my man's. Yep. Right, I've known him forever. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I feel like I've really been putting in the, yeah, putting in the work, right? There. Yeah. But the crazy part is, now I really feel like the work is being done. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when I see people like you and and other people that shall remain nameless that have been putting in the work, right, it just lets me know that we're on the right path doing what we're doing. So I don't yeah. want, ever want you to stop doing that. Thank is that you, you please me in to be Thank on the next you. round of awards? Absolutely, it was. Is that for you? Sure. Yeah. For sure. I should like be nominated. I heard him. I heard So, in that same vein, are you going to say something? In that same vein. So, yeah, so the pivot goes from, you know, honoring black women under their 40s, doing their thing in all these different ranges. Like you say, you 2020 hits, you take a pause, you kind of re identify. And I remember this phone call. Yep. Hey, uh, the first phone call. How you been? How's 2020? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Right, right. Hey, yeah. So, hey, big head. I got this. <laughs> 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 quite heavy. That's too much. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking. 
I, you know, I really, 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 really realized, like, I just like to serve, right? She goes, we went back into this service I, I conversation. Back to, I like yeah. to but that's honor dope, people. I, 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 I love like that. I like to honor people. Yeah, yeah. Right. As yeah. long as they don't take advantage of it. And she, she was right. like, you know, and I'm thinking about doing, like, a similar thing that I did with the 40 under 40, um, but with men. And she was like, you know, I got this concept for, like, the Kingsmaker concierge. And we go through the same mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. She starts telling me what the idea is, and I'm starting to try and see if I can connect the logistical dots, right? Like, does the is there people that will buy tickets for this? Is mm-hmm. there how does mm-hmm. this physically look? How long does it go? Right? How many microphones are we gonna need? Right? So we get all the way through, and I'm like, man, you know, this is something that's actually cool because she's talking about. And I'll let you actually explain mm-hmm. what the business is, but as she's talking about it, like you said, I'm kind of sitting here like. This is some shit I want to do. Like, this ain't just me helping you flush out this idea. Like, I want to be in the motherfucker. Nah, you're a dope brother, man. So, um... So yeah, like please. So to talk about that pivot to the to yeah. the Kingmakers concierge. So to be honest with you, a few years in to YWPL, um, men were already like, "Oh man, how y'all always got stuff for women? We don't have nothing like this." So I had already early on knew I wanted to do something for the men. I just didn't know what it looked like. And at first, mm. I pushed back because I was like, "I'm a woman." I, you know, I, I know women because I'm, I'm a woman, but I don't I don't know if I and the men were like, man, I heard I had a brother tell me if this if anything to this level is going to be done for black men, you're going to have to do it because we don't do that for each other. Mm. True. Facts. So I was like, oh. I never given these. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't give no credit. Boxy gets yeah, no credit. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. I just, and I'll I talk about the differences between that I've seen right. so far <laughs> and working right. with men and women. Right. Right. They both had their pros and cons. But anyway. Um, so 2020, like I said, I took some time away from the women. I was like, okay, I got a lot going on, but I was like, you know, I love to honor people. Um, but more so than that, I wanted to take my hand at what does a business model of this could, could this look like? Right. So now I'm more in thought of how do I factor myself in and what I'm sure. going to give. There you go. Right. Cause you learned the first time around. I learned the yes. first time around. Yes. Right. Cause I was like, I already did this with the women. I ain't not going to shoot myself in the foot again with the men. Right. <laughs> right. right. And, and, and here's the thing. Cause I used to tell people, you know, people like, people like they cake and eat it too. Well, if you bake somebody a cake and sit in front of them, they're going to eat it. So like, I can't get mad if I'm making beautiful cakes and people, People hungry. Come on, you see what I'm saying? So I was like, okay. So I was like, well, let's do, let's do, let's do this. So basically, I came up with the concept, and kind of like we were talking before. Right. I know men. Men are so bare bones a lot of times. Facts. And so they need women to come in and just put a woman's touch on it. Facts. Right? I agree. So that was my idea of let's let me create this membership where. I come in and I and you you already a king, but let me make things. Let me just adjust the crown a little bit, right? Let me no polish cold. those things a little bit, right? And so that what became my tagline. Every man deserves to feel like a king. Let me adjust your crown, you know? Right. And so the Kingmaker Concierge is a membership-based company that um, allows members to have exclusive access to our personal image and branding consultant, also to our monthly private networking events, as well as our business concierge services. So our mission with Kingmaker is to increase increase our members' brand, personal brand awareness, like whatever your business the brand awareness is, to increase that. And it's not necessarily through like just posting your flyer on our page. I yeah, think no, I, it's bigger than that. Yeah, than that. I think people think, Mark, like, oh, join my membership for marketing, I'm going to post 
post your stuff on my page. I'm going to get you 100 followers. They got, <laughs> yeah, they got, they got, they got Facebook for that. So I don't want people to think. Shit. Right, right. I don't no, want people to think that brand awareness means that. Yeah. It's about curation. Right. Absolutely, yeah, right? Brand awareness is yeah. stuff like this. Me getting you on a podcast. Right. Me building out a course for you. Me right. making sure that your profile is streamlined. Or you know what I'm saying? Right. If you need a private meeting and you want to up your game on something, then I'll come in, set the meeting up. We'll buy the food. We'll plate it. You know, if you try, if you're in the big money for the deals, it take me, you know, in the, a little for small. the meals, yeah. it take yeah. me just to complement the deal. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. So it was that. that whole thing. So our whole mission, like I said, is to increase your brand awareness, to also increase your social network through curated experiences, right? So that's what we do each month with our Kings Club. We call it the Kings Club. And so we curate, um, you have a three-course dinner. You have cocktails that come with it, conversation. Hmm. Yeah, the one at the tailor shop where like, you was no. able to no. get no. you a nice little suit and jacket <laughs> vibed up. You know yeah, what I mean? right yeah. There. So it's the curate yeah, and it's to put the right people in the room. The price point is the price point, too, because it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. I mean, it's concierge. That's so that's, You know what I'm saying? So right. that means you have to be in a place, in a mind state, in a in a space. In a bracket. Where, my in co- a bracket, my, my right? coach used to tell me all the time, if you look good, you play good. Facts, facts, right, wrong, okay. right, right. And then the other one is, once again, is to <laughs> our other mission is to save you time by managing your business projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I just shot um, a proposal to uh, a king about managing um, something he has, like a, a podcast type, something he wants to do out and pitch to him to, to manage it. Um, so business projects. At first, when I started, I thought I wanted to be more like, oh, yeah, we'll pick up your Jargon, yeah, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm yeah, no. That's beneath. Yeah, that's I'm not doing that's that. Manage the project. Let me see how, once again, to polish it. How do I, how do you bring this part? And I'm saying, even if I can't do it all, then I'll bring all the right people to the table. So no. that's one less person you have to call, right? So you hand the project to me and say, hey, I need a, this, 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 and this. Cool, I got you. Give me what's my budget. I go find those people, bring them back to you. Say, hey, this is what I researched. These are the people. Let me know how you want to move on it, right? So that way you don't have to. It takes, it saves you time, right? And then over, just once again to support your black men's overall quality of life. Like we're literally wanting to build a safe space for black businessmen in Chicago, for them to have a camaraderie, to fellowship, to build a brotherhood, to find mentorship, partnership, whatever it is that they are looking for to get high-level, serious-minded black businessmen in one room so that we can create some power. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you don't like the project, are you still taking a job? No. I'm, I'm, so you I'm, have to be vested in, in oh, some way. Oh, absolutely. I'm past. I'm past all of that. You right. know, at this point in my life that's, that's and career, yeah, 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 yeah. And this point in my in my life, you know, <laughs> I, I, I choose what I get to work on. And here's the thing. That's cold, though. Yeah. Yeah. When absolutely. you at first, when you when you're getting started and the money not looking right, you be like, yes, yes, I'll do it. Yeah, okay. Whatever I can do to get yeah, this I'm gonna year. do whatever I can do. And then I start realizing. When I did that, I didn't give it my best or it just, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't giving the client, you know, because it just wasn't what I wanted to do, you know, and it wasn't utilizing my real skill sets. Like McKinney said, I'm a creative. Give me something that I could put my my creative flow on and and make that thing even bigger, like expand it. That's what I like to do. If you've ever taken um, 
strength finders. My number one strength is futuristic. Right. right. And then my number next? two is connectedness. Right. So I'm always like for thinking, how do I expand this? How do I make this bigger? How do I take it into the future? You know, um, and connect the dots. And I think my second is connected. And then like action and ideation, all those things of execution. Yeah. 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 You know what? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The audience uh-huh. and us here, we hear everything you're saying, uh, the things you're putting forth on your platform and all these ventures, you know, that's that's the wave. I hear an undercurrent. OK. You know, uh, and while you're talking. You know, uh, I'm hearing that we as black men haven't been connected, don't know how to get connected, and that's kind of stopping us from being kings, mm-hmm. kings, makers, concierge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can we make that undercurrent a wave where we aren't afraid to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. reach out to each other, help help each other, especially in a city like Chicago? Yeah. Help yeah. each other and make that undercurrent the wave of, hey, man, look here, if we're going to get it, we are going to get it. You know what I'm saying? It's enough yeah. of the power for everybody. You know, I, I think what you're doing, uh, what you're doing is the is like home base, yeah. but you got to get the first. You got to get mm-hmm. the second. Mm-hmm. You got to get the third. Mm-hmm. Hell, I want to walk up to home plate and hit a fucking home run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And I think with what you're doing, you're setting men up to uh, actually swing for the fences. You know, yeah. so how can we make the undercurrent for those that don't have the connections? You know, uh, the wave. And if I could add on to his question, like we talked about this fact that you've expanded into another market. So maybe yeah. even add that. Yeah. So one of the things that, I've kind of found the difference between working with the black men versus black women. Um, one of the things that I love, I will, I'll start with the positive. What I love, I love to work with. Some of you. <laughs> the one thing I love about working with black men, your mistakes is a little bit more easily recoverable. Mm-hmm. Right. Black men are not. Yeah. Black men are not going to be like, oh, black men that. are not going to be like, Oh, I told him, and now everybody not liking your post. Not five of y'all, you and your friends. Then you know, deleting See, me on Facebook. That's that petty woman shit. Yeah, right, right, you know what I'm saying. Men don't. Men gonna tell you like, that's hey, a really interesting. Perspective. I'm, I'm serious. Like, so if I if I misstep or like something, most men are gonna tell me what it is. Like, this is what it. No, I think you da da da, and it's done. You never be in the shade room. It, it, Right, you know what I'm saying? Cool. I'm not gonna feel like now five days like nobody's talking to me now. Nobody, you know you what I'm saying? Apologize. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so it's trash. just that yeah. So, trash. so it's 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 a little bit more easier to maneuver. Men are a little bit more um, cut and dry. Yeah, yeah, and logical with how they make moves. Right, right, and a little bit more patient too. Right, because I think men come from this this space of like they not that women don't, but they're like. We know what it takes to build a business. Like my my one guy, like I'm. This is just going into my second year, kingmaker. So every time I would kind of get a little, I had one of my kings always be like, "How long you been doing this?" I'm like, "It'll be a year." He said exactly. He says just stay consistent. Yeah, right. <laughs> just consistency. Stay is consistent. Key. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Stay consistent. So that's one of the the pros about it. One of the cons about working with men is. It's a little harder to convince you guys of what you actually need because you think you I know agree. it all. I fucking already. agree. That is true. <laughs> totally. Talk totally. And, and you shit. Know, so I mean, if you fr- and you don't any- always like hearing from somebody else, even if you do know it. Like, I know exactly. I need that. Exactly. I know why so you that's the me hard part. You need my services, but you're like, mm, I don't really know. Like, bruh, come on. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, <laughs> it's harder to convince black men that they actually need what you're offering because they think they already got it or they know somebody who could do, like do it. Or they think they could do it without they could do it themselves or, or do it yeah. without you because or, they think they're superior that's, that's all, all of that all of that plays in who is this look this little girl oh, yeah, telling yeah. me she gone yeah so you get all of that type of energy right um so that's that's been kind of the pushback you know um with working with men is really getting them to understand why 
they're putting the value into what they're offering. Like, I had a post from the women to jump back. Um, somebody posted, like, a few weeks ago on my page, like, you know, Reese, I just had to come to your page and thank you um, to say thank you for all of the connections that I was able to get through the league. Like, the the connections, the money I made, like, just all of that has been priceless, right? So, it's taken the, – the women get that. I think the women are not always, like – How'd that feel? It felt good. It okay. felt good. It, it, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was very healing. It was it was extremely healing. Because sometimes you know you can. I got to a place where I was just kind of like you know, perfect by no means. Learning as a leader always has strong leadership qualities. But there, I knew that there were things about you know, that made made me have made some missteps or you know or different right. things. You're right. Only human. But right, right. You're only human. Um, but you start feeling like. But I made a lot of sacrifices yeah. to honor people, right? Mm. And so when you feel dishonored or disgraced, you know what I'm saying? That really, that really burnt me a little bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and I really felt like these women don't know the half of because the you know the, you know the work that you put in. Absolutely. To get the job I mean, like done. I said, there's only one year that actually had a membership fee, and that was the last year that we brought on. That was 2019. Before then, it was said that you could pay like four dollars a quarter. Like nobody really paid it. We didn't care. And like every year, I mm. was I was producing high level right. quarterly events, service like on my own connections. I'm calling right. McKinde. I'm right. calling my people. You know what I'm saying? So like I was working, and at one part, most people don't even know, but I'll share. I give I give share on the podcast. Like at one point in that time, I was even essentially homeless. Mm. Like. Like, like living like like in had, between yeah, people's family yeah. and, and all and like that and like was still nobody would have ever known nobody would have known right at all right. so that's, that's what I mean like you know I was making high level sacrifices you know um, and I don't blame anybody because that was those were my choices right. of course but once again it feels like a slap in the face when people just be like well where my two hundred dollars go right right I want to say it but bitch you know what I'm saying so like that was like. Hello, you know, it's like it was, and I know know there's processes and things, but it was like the fact that you have watched me literally like produce, and then it'd be like, well, you know, like what did you think? It like, you know, what I'm saying it's like it it takes money to to do this, so that's why I was just like, let me take a break. Let me transition over here with the with the men. Get the financial structure together. See what that looks like with the men. Cause see, men gonna tell you what <laughs> they gonna tell you. Like, nah, that's too much. I'm not gonna. Well, they also more likely yeah. to just drop the three hundred and just be like, oh no, yeah, that that that's that works. You know, that that three hundred's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's not, and, and gone. I started telling the guys, I was like, you know, to be honest with you, at your monthly networking events, a lot of you all either have services or different things that you that do. You not. Getting your value from by you, not If you come networking. in this room and you book one person, you pay for your membership exactly. that month. Your exactly. membership pay for itself. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's how you have to look at yeah. it. You only gonna get out of the membership what you put in. So you know. That's um, and so I think that some of the other things, I, and we touched on it earlier. I don't know where y'all want me to go, but you know some of the things that we touched on earlier too. And I said it right before we started um, recording. Is the other thing I see with men as a dynamic. Everybody. It's like some not everybody. Let me let me take that back. Very few, I should actually say, but I have seen where men will 
want to rock with you and be like, I got you. I'm gonna help you to that. And then when they realize that they, they can't sleep with you, then they no, no, like, I want you. No, no, <laughs> this is a corner combo. Yeah, okay, say, say it like you said it. Okay, well, say it like well, you said well, it. Well, uh, you're, let, not you're not in the church. You're not in the church. Let me say. Well, hold on. Let me say, say it because let me say it. The, I, it was a post. Baby, do you want a massage? <laughs> <laughs> it was a post. Right. And so I'm only I'm I'm going to repeat the post. Okay. All right. So the post said. It's funny how men always want to work with me, support me, have my back until they realize they can't put their dick in me. <laughs> Thank you. That's true, though. Thank you. You experienced that. And, and that's what, oh, and that's okay. what I mean, Obviously, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a woman. So, I okay. mean, of course, you know, I, I will say this, though. Most of the men who I have been able to have like relationship with and build with they have been really upstanding good, good yeah. men do you know what i'm saying of course right. you're going to get okay i mean men are going to men are going to be men so you know yeah, you and, might have a drunk at night when you say hey yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and, and here's the thing and i always wanted my the my kings to feel safe because it is a safe space. Yes. So when they talk, how men talk, I'm not, I'm not offended. I'm not easily because then it's like if if we gotta come here and then like be on eggshells. Yeah, I'm not on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm That's why I told you earlier, like man, I gotta say my shit right? because yeah. I, I have to be who I am and my genuine self at absolutely, all times. Absolutely, absolutely. So I don't, I don't play that game with them. So it's not like I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not. Listen, I for the last few months I cook. I love to cook, so I would cook. For the monthly things Dope. Plate their food I have my daughter Working with me We plate their food When you come to King's Club You don't do anything But be a king Word. I And I know a lot of I got some pushback right. On that from the women Of course But yeah. whatever yeah. This my sh- This right. That's how I want The men to what feel What mindset do you, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead bro no, no, no. What no. mindset do you think Separates you from the woman That think that you Shouldn't do that What's the difference? Once again, being a server, being a servant, having a servant's heart. It's it's not. It doesn't make. That's me the only way you grow woman. when you it's serve. Not, well, it's not popular though. It's right? not. It's and not so I've, the men don't do anything. We fix their plates. We plate their food. We fix their plates. We bring their drinks. If a man get up, I'm like, oh, sit down. What you need? You ain't gonna rub these toes though. But see, no, I'm, I'm a mama's boy. But, but I'll bring I'll bring a lady <laughs> in to do it. I, I love that. A lady came in to do facials. Doing like so. Let's do. Yeah, October was like our pre sweeties day. Like it was Friday. Like the Friday before Sweetest Day, and I had a, um, an esthetician come in, and she did mini facials for all the guys. Yeah, last year to know what the fuck that was. <laughs> That's super funny. It took me dating one to know what it was. But, uh, and I definitely also, cannot pronounce that shit. I don't know right. what esthetician <laughs> life is like. Spell it. Spell it. Spell it. Spell it. E A S. I knew he was gonna try. Yeah, I knew he was gonna try. C I A N or something like that. Yeah, Easter. And Letitia, uh, and, and, and. <laughs> <laughs> Letitia. That's actually a very accurate statement of what the whole conglomerate of institution right. like is. Actually, Easter and Letitia. We're gonna kind of pivot away from just King's Concierge for a okay. second, because yep. you are also from Chicago. Yes, right. Um, so one of the things that's always important in the Chicago pantheon of, of life is who. I'm sorry. Which high school did you? Graduate oh, from? I hate this question. Why are you doing it like that, though? You had to go. You had to. You had to go to Shurs. She went to Ignatius. Some trash. Some super trash shit. Can we guess? What side town start with? Yeah, no. Okay. 
right, all right. Uh, no. Oh, you went to Glory of Christ Basement Man. <laughs> high school. It was like 70 y'all. No, she, she was homeschooled. Really. Grandma was the basement. teacher for all teen well, grades. Actually, I went to Queen of Peace. Queen See? of Peace. <laughs> what the fuck? That's all right. Answer this question. Where is it? Why you put you in the basement, though? I know, right? Because there's a church basement school. They didn't do it no, in the main Queen, room. So Queen of Peace was along the lines like Mother Macaulay and like those type of schools. But I it was an all-girl Catholic school <laughs> on like 76th and Linder, which is like a, like is. central, like 70, like 79. Super southwest. southwest. Yeah, southwest. Yeah. southwest. Super southwest. Wow, and before that, I went to Holy Angel. So I, I, I don't know what public school is. Did y'all have like a Bible is. study team? No. I mean, because this is Catholic school, so you have to go to mass and that kind of stuff. But I literally started private school at three, and I've never been in public school. At at three years old, I started at Holy Angels. Is that a public school? That's not a public school. It's a private school. Wow. Yeah, I've never been in public school. This explains explains much, doesn't it? Yeah, okay. All right. So then, you know, music wise, Chicago wise, right? Okay. (laughs) R&B or hip hop? R&B. Okay. Chicago R&B top five artists. Not necessarily albums, but artists. Or no, is it albums? I think it's Either one. Albums. albums. I have you want to spin it. It's fine. Wait, like Chicago, though? Artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be Chicago artists. Well, who's R&B in Chicago? Oh, Chicago artists. You got Dave Hollister. You got oh, Dave. Yes. Don't give yes, her Dave Hollister. She need the list. She, I need the list. Uh, He's from the church. Shaka. Shaka. Yeah, I love some good old school. Dave Hollister. Okay, let me see. Who else from Chicago? Um, even though you, even though I said R and B, I love Kanye. I only have that three counts. that I really listen to: Kanye, Drake, and Jay Z. Those are like the, my three. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't like to listen to rap. But um, no Benny the Butcher, huh? Okay, no, <laughs> no, oh god, no. I told you for like the first eighteen years of my life, I only listened to gospel. Like right. I was only allowed to play it in the you, house. You ever heard Joyce Meyer, Jimmy no. Swagger? You heard them too, huh? Yeah. Wow, I hated yeah. that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but um, yeah, give me some more. Who's who's who you else can't is say his from name, Chicago? But he's in jail right now. Daniel Jones. Yeah. Oh, Don- okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he's not in. All right, so, so so let, let's go out Chicago because she was a little okay. secluded. All right. Yeah. Just, just give give me the top top. Two do, do like Dion did. Dion's dream did, and say the top Ooh, five that impacted your life. So actually, I, I really like love like neo soul. I would probably yes. say one of my favorite is Eric Robeson. Love Eric okay. Robeson. I love yeah, Eric Robeson. Yeah, he's actually a cool cat. Yeah, he's he dope. really is. Like every, it, it was at one point when every time he would come in town, I would go. Yeah, he's like <laughs> the epitome <laughs> of the King Concierge kind yeah. of cat. Too. He's very yeah, smooth. I met him, had a chance Always to meet slick. him, Good. got like hella pictures with him, everything. Good. Yeah, so Good. Eric Robeson is like one of my favorites. He's a gentleman's gentleman, he like in really a real way. Is. He very, like very he much really so holds is. himself. And anybody absolutely. around him at a standard. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what I loved about him. I love that his music has that standard. His life Look, speaks of that standard. You yeah. can tell he loves his wife and his. My sons. favorite joint yeah. from him is the joint with him and uh, Layla Hathaway. Oh yeah, <sighs> uh, Dealings. Yes. See, see, I, I know. I already yes. Yeah, that's kind of my Woo, thing. We kill that. Yeah, and let me think. Who who else R and B? Ooh. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I mean, got to be some Jill Scott in there somewhere. Well, all of them. I didn't know if y'all, you know how to like, but all of them. You know who I love? I love, I have a, indie, a, a new indie soul playlist. I love a lot of the new ones, like like the yeah. Lucky Days. Lucky Days is shit. Dope. Sir. Sir like, Dope. All, yeah. 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 Nice. So I'm like, yeah, well, see, I'm you really want to the transition from the old to the new, though. A lot, yeah. of, people, a lot of people get yeah. stuck in their era yeah. and won't move forward. Yeah, because a, a lot of us. Did you do this? Dang, I want to say we old heads already. 
Yeah, she's somebody. Okay, grandma. <laughs> she was 15 okay. talking about some. Yeah, so listen, when I work at Promontory. <laughs> exactly. She's going to be in school. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. So, um, That's hilarious. They haven't put out. They've been just living life. You know, the Erica's, the Jill's, and they just kind of been staying. But That's on the, cool. They've been but living. again, the lucky days of the world. Yeah. Yes. I picked up the slack, right? Yeah. Um, slack. Music her, slack. I love. I'm loving her. Love, love her. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Love are you a fan of music, Soul Child? Absolutely. Okay. You watching the verses? Um, Jasmine Sullivan. Ja- oh, Jasmine killed it on the last album. Yeah, Jasmine. Okay, now wait. Now we're getting into a slightly different, different area, right? Okay, we are. Is do you think mm-hmm. that because we talked earlier about black exploitation being this like mm. this fine line between women's empowerment and kind of degrading the image of a black woman? So as we talk about the the, the shift in R and B, right? The mm-hmm. neo souls, mm-hmm. the Angie Stones, the Erica Badu's, the Jill Scotts. We know that Lauryn Hill's they were all about the black empowerment kind of thing. But now we get into the hotels. You know what I'm talking about? And we getting into the we getting into Shanice's and we getting into the Megan's. Do you feel Queen that just the Do you feel that. like this the, the the black woman music icons now? Um even the R and B ones, not just like the hip hop vibe. Do you feel like there is this same conversation where there's this there's this black exploitation thing going on or is there empowerment going on? Um you know what? It's hard to people gonna answer from their own yeah, internal Moral code, you know okay. what I'm right. saying? Right. You know, what I will say is, I mean, when I think about Jill, shout out to my Aries this sister. Um, I got a know, question about that too, but go ahead. Yeah, but you know, when you think, you know, your hands on my hips put me right back to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't like, you know, and then one of the ones when she, when she talks about, um, what's the most, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think. Because she is a also a spoken word port, um, poetry, she her hers were always more poetic, poetic, right? Okay. So the right. way she sung about sex had a had a poetic type they flow. Made a four. It, yeah. was, yeah, it was very shallow. Right. It was very shallow. Yeah, yeah. She had bars. She had bars. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? the microphone, bit. That was different. And, Ooh. you know, she had one of them talking about, <laughs> ima- you know, imagine me on my knees when I get, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. she, you knew what she was saying. So she actually made women feel good about being nasty in the bedroom, right? Absolutely. Without Especially just being raunchy and ratchet, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that comes with age and maturity. But sure. she wasn't naked when she did it, though. Absolutely right. not. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely naked. not. Um, but once <laughs> again, none of them were. But once again, I think we're at a generation, once again, too, we didn't have social media and the need to want to show everybody everything. Mm. So it didn't matter if she was that naked. That made you, I mean, like, Honestly, the, the like it made like, you a hoe. If it, you was out here in a yeah, miniskirt yeah, and showing yeah, up all your body, yeah. you was a hoe. That and guess was what? And guess what? And because I didn't have, I didn't have a Facebook showing me anything different. Right, mm. your community wasn't doing that. Absolutely. So that's what you knew. But now, it's like okay, because I'm not. You had the raunchy videos growing up in the nineties or whatever. You had Luke and all that. Uncut was the shit. Tip drill, tip drill is my shit. When he slapped the thing down the ladies' booty. Nelly, man, and you OC for what you just did too. I hated that. Right? Yeah, he's so OC. Just burned in the psyche of everybody. Tip drill. No, absolutely. I hated that. No pads on the dance floor. Yeah, all of those, yeah, all right? Those. But once again, I wasn't really watching that. Those women were. <laughs> I was. Those women were like, 
These are video vixens. Right. These are not, you know, but now you pick up your phone. Everybody, and everybody's video a video vixen. Right? You right? Yeah. Video friends. Right. Video friends is doing You know you was You got your ass up. So now, right. now it's like, you know, it becomes like, I got to keep up now. Right. You didn't want to keep up with, because though it seemed like the video was far removed from your everyday life. Right. But now you can get on these apps, you can get on, and you can follow everyday people who are doing the same things. And so now you feel that pressure to have to keep up with the times, right? Mm. And so, I mean, it, just to think, you mm. know, to talk about like Jasmine, and hotels loved it. Beautiful I did too. It was a great I album. Loved it. Like, I don't loved get it. Twisted. Fellow it's just Aries very again. Direct. <laughs> something about your Aries. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right, we, we tell the truth. Her, Summer Walker, uh, Ari Lennox, all Aries women. Yeah, and, 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 really? That explains all so much. So, so, so here's my, here's my, here's my question. Here's my question. Me dropping my phone. Before we wrap, because this is this is interesting to me. Okay. My oldest, my oldest child, right? My my baby, my fucking daughter. She's a fucking Aries. Oh, oh, yeah. Right? We are special kind. Now I'm a cancer and I'm not into the whole oh, astrology that's good, shit, right? Though. What that's good. That can be. But what I'm saying is what you're saying to me is now resonating because she's gonna do exactly what she wants to do. Oh, absolutely. When she wants to do it. And she's fucking honest. And if you tell her what to do, she's gonna do the opposite. Uh, facts. <laughs> There's okay. a there's a phrase I found mm-hmm. in some random astrology something <laughs> somewhere that said you have to recognize that Aries is a fire sign. And yeah. It's like the truest mm. of the fire signs. So when you have a fire blazing in front of you, the more you try and put it out, the bigger the fire yep. gets. Yep. The only way to deal with a fire that's burning in front of you is to stand back, quarantine anything else from getting burnt down in its process, and let it fizzle out. And when it fizzles out, it's, I mean, man. I've so I love, so what, I, what I've learned, so my daughter's 20. My daughter's 20. So good. Right? Very good. That was a great right. description. <laughs> no, so it makes sense, right? But what, I, what I've done now, I'm listening to her. Yeah. Which allows the fire to subside. Absolutely. And affirm her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. From Aries, afar. Yeah. Back here. They, we, words of <laughs> right. affirmation are important <laughs> because we're so creative and because we, our good, best qualities are us being brave and courageous and, you know, having that leadership. We, we're the initiators, right? And so I tell people this. This is why what I do looks so crazy because there is no blueprint. Right, because right, right. I'm the initiator. I'm not right, follow, yeah, I'm not, I'm not following, following trend, anybody. Yeah. Right, I'm not necessarily following a trend. I'm creating something from scratch. So when you yeah. always, right, oh, I'm always I love like, that. you know, and so it's like when I'm doing that. Of course, I'm in my head because I don't really have. So like, Terrence, like if you come in hard and hot, that's going to make me shut down my fire. Going, so it's like come in like, okay, I hear you. Maybe look at you know what I'm saying so affirming like affirming good push and we love to spar and I think oh she people, oh she yeah, goes yeah people she and, goes. and are sparring I love a good sparrer who who doesn't take it personal yeah, yeah. you right. know who I can count like, I'm be like hit no, you in the mouth it's gonna hurt a little bit but it's cool though right. we definitely good you know, so like now good. I me, love you Kayla I found with you know I've I've attracted some really good people who can deal with that part mm. of my personality now um, you know as I develop into moving things and growing and scaling um, male and female one is a cancer female and um, I have a, a a Taurus one of my Taurus kings who's good he like oh we arguing I I didn't know that's what he was doing right? <laughs> like I be like no. 
because he like, oh, I didn't know this was an argument. That, right. uh, right. I'm like, yes, it is, but just till I get my point. <laughs> <laughs> then we done. You know, and then he's then right, and then we done. And heard what it's said. Right. So, so that's the good part um, with that. That so yeah, she, it let her. That's how we get it out. That's how we know what's next for us. We need to spar sometimes. We need okay. to. We need good energy. To like push back and say, nah, well, why would you? You like, well, because I want, you know, and so, I've seen yeah. that same, I've seen that same, I will burn this whole shit yes, down absolutely. person just come in the house one day and just be like, please, I just want to cuddle up on the couch. Yep. Just All right. That's us. <laughs> You know, you know that's, that's us And because we know We are such strong creators um, That's one of the things I had I, I, When I was When it when it 2020, 2020 hit mm-hmm. And the shit hit the fan mm-hmm. And I had to sit down That's why it was so important For me to sit down Was because um, An angry Aries Is extremely destructive Facts and so I was like, I will burn this bit down. What's the, and, what's the X-Men oh, Phoenix? Phoenix. Okay. The one that she be having. Right, Rise of Phoenix. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. She like, yeah. Rise of Phoenix. to quarantine herself. Yeah. She's like, she went to the moon. But you don't, you, you don't, you don't, you don't know did. anything about Marvel or anything. Like, how do you, oh, why do you know that? Yeah, make believe. No, anyway. I said I'm not I a stan. How about this, though? I love Marvel. I'm not a stan. You've endeavored on several ventures, right? And this is really quick, you know what I'm saying? And people, when they see you, when you sell an adventure or an idea, they see you, how you present yourself. Yes. That, that, that's half the deal right there, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to have a sense of fashion. I saw you today. I said, hey, you know what? First of all, I heard you before. I saw you. I heard the click, click, click. And boy, right <laughs> This must be Reese coming. All right, cool. You know. Uh, you've been able to change with the times, obviously, to, mm-hmm. to still keep people's attention, you know. <laughs> There's an old myth about leopard print. Mm-hmm. Have okay. you ever heard that before? I have yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Okay, how about this? All right. About okay, here we go. I guess we're about to hear it now. I'm going to be, be as PC as possible, okay? A corner. After a certain age, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not exposing anybody's age, they say the leopard print tells you that there are levels to the bedroom game. Hmm. Interesting. You know, okay, so... McKinley's glasses are leopard print, or maybe Tiger. I don't know. I don't know. What's Rex funny is print. I knew that was going to be. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That's why I'm like, well, okay. let me jump ahead of this first. You know what I'm but the leopard print hat. Which, first of all, explain the ensemble. Well, actually, um, I was going to say because the rings situation low key is yeah. yeah that, so that's these, right. That's these, right. The Kimmy bag too. Flickery. These are my protection stones, right? So Stop these at the hat. Okay, we're going to get different questions for the hat. Okay. Okay. So, so everything else. Yeah. So these are just uh, you know these are my protect protection protection stones. I can't get okay. it out. Um, this is obsidian and carnelian. Um, our obsidian is good to like protect from negative energy. It's almost kind of like my little evil eye kind of stone protect. Okay. And um, it's good for grounding. That good root chakra grounds you. Recognize the artist. Is it? Um, no, I, I lucky know, day. I know who you can. <laughs> no, it's not. I know it's not yeah. it's not I actually sister, get right? these from. Um, I actually get these from when I go to Georgia. There's okay. a shop okay. that I go sister when I go. Yeah, I got to put you into yeah, my mom. My mom does the same thing. Yeah, like she's and so dope as shit. Carnelian is good for. Um, I believe this is the. The sacral chakra, which is good for like creativity, sex drive. Mm. Maybe that's missing with go. the hat. You Where know what I'm saying? Answer given. The sacral is like here. <laughs> no, that's just like here, right, right below. Oh, yep, right. Yeah, sacral. yeah. So, so that's those are that, and then I have my my beads on, and then of course my 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 trusty. I put a little bling. Little, I love rose no, gold. Watch. Yeah, my Apple Watch. 
Um, and then, you know, like I, I was like, okay, I'm going to the corner. It's called the corner convo. Right. I said, so I don't want to be too dressed up, but right. to your point, I have to still look the part. You know, you can't you. be talking about you a kingmaker and you look like you need to be made over. So, <laughs> okay, I feel like. So, you know, um, right. that. So now, as far as the leopard print, mm. that's interesting. And the hat, that's interesting. I never heard, I do have a cousin that's, um, that's funny, that's 60. Like, because I hope if you watch this, you'll be mad. She's yeah, she she. Well, I will say she doesn't leave the house without something leopard <laughs> every day. Okay, she, and she's happy, I'm sure. And she's extremely happy. Yeah. Extremely happy. Yeah, she just is. got married, you know, and got to do. Well, he's like happy. happy. And he's, he's happy. happy. Yeah. So. Shout out to you, cuz. Shout out to you, cuz. Good job. Let me let me wrap it up. I guess with with this point, I will say I was having a conversation the other day, and I'm gonna probably get in trouble for sharing this. But whatever. This is John Lewis said. This is this is who I am. Let's go. Be taking stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. Right. The evolution of Reese. And so I was teasing with someone, and they were like, and I'm like, no, you you know you you want to be a good guy. I respect that. I'm never going to cross lines if, you know, da, da, da. you know, we was kind of having a little banter, right? A little flirt uh-huh. banter. And I was like, no, you dating. You say you want to be a good guy. Oh, okay. You was talking him. You was talking him. Okay. Well, so, so. I, I know this conversation already. I know this conversation very well. <laughs> so, Aggressive, so, aren't we? Okay. So, so I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm never going to. He like, I'm like, I'm. He was like, yeah, because, you know, slip something about slipping up, right? Black men don't cheat. Yeah, he was like, and, and he, cause he was like, and you don't want to slip up? I said, no, I don't have to worry about slipping up. I'm not in a relationship. No, you have to worry about <laughs> slipping up or whatever. So he was like, I'm like, and but we're not going to do that. I said, because, right. you know, I'm, yeah. I honor kings. I honor like it. I, that's not who I am. Man. That's respectable, respectable, right? So he was like, but if I want to, you're going to slip up? I said, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, I said, let, let me tell you what I said. And this is it's, this is a little blunt, but I said, I said, no, nah, this not slip and fall, cat. This is like this is write deeds and and sign deeds and <laughs> life insurance, cat. I'm sorry, this, this is season, die, right? <laughs> like, not, not the life insurance, not, right? not the life insurance. You might not make it out. <laughs> Man, this the haircut I do. Like this right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not. This ain't that. This ain't the signing no birth certificate, cat. You know what I'm saying? We passed that. I'm signing deeds and life insurance policies. I think that's that's real though, right? Like you do. I think even as even even as men, like I don't have no kids, and so it'd be like sometimes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, all right. Um, I told you I was. I won Trojan Man of the Year like ten years in a row. Literally, they tracked how many condoms I bought, how many days a week. They was like, this man's running the record. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you had the ultra thin sheepskin. But no, that was a little bit more risky. That's, that's how you end up, how you end up losing a championship. Right, 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 right. with five children. But um, but no, no, no. But but my point being that like you do, you, you get to a certain point. And it's like yo, you do have to protect what what you do know you have. Absolutely. Right? And so it's like Absolutely. whatever it may be, sexual prowess aside, it's just like um. I'm in a space at a certain age where it's like, yeah, man, just having a night where you just like, oh, I feel some kind of way. Yeah, I just feel some kind of way. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, have some coffee, and go about my goddamn So, like my father, my, my father says all the time, man, we went on this, this crazy fishing trip. You fish, bro? With my father, yes, but okay. not in real life, right? <laughs> and you know, <laughs> no, 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 not right? in real life. It not in real life. Does like, not happen. No, we were out in Canada, man. It was it was a crazy story. But anyway. We out there fishing, I mean, catching catching all kinds of shit. 
And what? Yeah, I knew you. I was coming too. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> we were. It was me, my brother, and my father. Right. And we were just having some man conversation. Right. Some king shit. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Man, listen here, sons. Everybody does not deserve the nectar of the gods." Facts. Right. Agreed. And like I'm way grown. You didn't you listen. No, no, this is after this is after you know my children and everything, but he in that moment thought he was teaching us something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he was, but it was like way too late because me and my brother already have kids, right? So what was he really saying then? Y'all fucked up? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, man, I I just think that's dope. Like I love what you do. We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Can they? Can you tell people where they can find yes, you at yes. your yes, socials? And absolutely. Everything? So you can find us at the Kingmaker Concierge. Um, that's the Kingmaker Concierge. You might have to spell that because a lot oh, of people. Lord. Okay. So I know oh, y'all know how to spell the King and Maker. Okay. C O N C I E R G E. All right. C O N C I E R G E dot com. Okay. All platforms. All platforms. All if you platforms. go to Instagram, if you go to Facebook, the Kingmaker Concierge. You see us on the street. Yeah, you'll you'll see uh, the Kingmaker. So come check us out. We have a event. I don't know if it'll air in time, but our Kings Club is every third Friday of the month. Okay. We do do like kind of like invite only. So if you're not a member, you can pay to come. You know, and check us out and kick it with the Kings or whatever for a little get, bit. Get access no. to the experience. Yeah, kind of no. get the experience to see. So we do have one coming up this third Friday. Day where we're actually having two of our members who are building businesses with their wives. They're going to be kind of I the feature. That. Yeah, so it's called that. Black Couples Making Black History. Yeah, so we're going to feature two of our members to kind of talk about that re- that type of that's dynamic. A, that's a crazy dynamic, right? It is a crazy Being dynamic. Married, like, you know, it's and crazy. before we go, I was going to say that to the point. I know, like, it, yeah. I was, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Women should not feel threatened about. Having you know their husbands participate in this, and that's Facts. what I wanted to point out too. Is just yes. like you know, and we can be honest. You married, I would assume. I ain't never been there, but you married, I'm assume that at some point he's like, I don't feel like doing this shit. So go ahead, let somebody else do that for you. you right? I would think that too. But but <laughs> but what I also mean is that you all do do a very very good job of of like making a clear conversation about how to make that person better in his relationship. It's Absolutely. certainly not like this is an escape from your girl. This is how you Absolutely. get away from your girl. And if it is, it like is. Like, but, but it's not. But it's not. That's it's not, not what you all are trying Absolutely. to promote. Absolutely. You know, and I know we're wrapping up, but, you know, I tell for women who feel away, I'm like, you knew, you know your husband better than I do. You Boom. know what kind Say of man shit. he is. Right. So if you worried about him you come over here. Thought. Right. You was worried. You was worried before. You know what I'm saying? You him and the streets. Facts. You know, so, so it's no need for you to be worrying about because you you only worry because you know the type of man he is. Do you know what I'm right. saying? But once again, like okay. I say, I keep it 100. Real quick, I had a king time. He was like, now that you've done, he said, you know, you're the queen. Everybody want to know. Everybody trying to see now who's going to be the first to take the queen down. I said, oh, really? Mm. I said, I interesting. Yeah. So, so you We're know when you come. Yeah. So, so it's like. And now you got seven years standing. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, fam. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so, so and, and to, not to make it so. That, but it's like, yeah, I want to be the one who's like, man, I. I, you know, right. people, they can either take it, men can take it two ways. Like, I'm better yeah. her, or like, yeah. I want to be her man. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I want to be the one to be like, I won the prize. I mean, your, so re- your, your resume speaks for itself, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know, you're out of a relationship, as you said earlier. Yep. I understand why, why men would be attracted yep. to you, right? I get it. 
Um, I said I get it. No, I, I super do, right? And, and I, I'm, I'm about to go somewhere real okay. quick. How do you avoid those trap holes of men? Oh, that's a good question. Like women in the trap house. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know what? Once again, because I mean, because if you're honoring kings, right? <laughs> yeah, right. These, these are men. These are men that have have oh, their no, shit together. Okay. Yes. In layman's terms, right? And, and powerful men with money have expectations. I will yeah, tell you for that sure. they have expectations oh. to be catered to and um, treated a certain way. I try to create that vibe. Um, and actually, I wanted to do it a lot. More than I've kind of pulled away from Because I kind of felt like what McKinde was saying I didn't want wives or people to start Feeling away about right, it right, Because right. literally King's Club is supposed to be that It's supposed to be beautiful women Serving you, making sure you're good While you guys are doing You know, having men time You know, And the women are there that. to That's look cold, good, though. be beautiful And to serve you, right And I don't have an issue with that You know, I enjoy it That's dope. But I didn't want People to start feeling like oh she fixing my man was, right. you know yeah it's not a brothel yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know exactly <laughs> um, but the way I kind of have pushed back is just really being direct it, it, it helped me get my chops together once again to have more direct you know, communication so a guy will be like oh um, let's meet for coffee and I just won't. Because I already know You know what I'm saying Then he'll come back And they'll say something That's business And I'll answer And right. then they'll be like So you don't like coffee I'm like no nah, coffee cool But unless I'm not we on that. <laughs> Send that invoice You yeah. know what I mean With a Starbucks yeah. gift card Yeah yeah. You know we what I'm saying so, so, so I get it I get it It's a tough job that you do And thank you for what you do Like No for, for sure real, man Let's celebrate real, real talk Thank you, yeah, real talk. Thank you. Um, Before you hit the final But man I just do have to say this Um wow. Um, obviously I wasn't here last year, last week. Um, and that is because we lost my uncle. Um, hmm. and, uh, he was a very, 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 very incredibly, incredibly special person to me. Uh, he's my mother's youngest brother. Uh, and what's really interesting about this particular space in this moment right now is that he had been planning a podcast for, uh, Black History Month. And he came up with this concept where he was going to do like trivia and he had like called my nieces and called all the family members. And he was like, yo, you know, I want y'all to be a part of the thing. Um, And he had watched our podcast some time ago. Right. Um, And we talked a lot. He was out in L.A., but he or not a lot. But when we did talk, it was like long conversation. And I was just like. He was a really excited guy, you know, real theatrical dude, a lot of energy. And y'all look like twins, Yeah, I'll I'll put the picture up. But he was just like, man, nephew, man. Man, I I see what you're doing, man. I just really see what (laughs) you're doing, man. So, (laughs) no, I mean, he was a younger kind of cool uncle, too. He wasn't Mm -hmm. like the old guy. Um, But anyway, just got to say, man, uh, for all of my family, for everybody that reached out, everybody that said, you know, sent condolences, man. We really, 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 really appreciate it. And uh, Uncle Rob, man, you know, you live forever through us, man, so. Absolutely. Thank you very Bless much King. for coming. You. you know what I'm saying? Thank this you for this having space. me. Uh, this has been this has been a, a vibe. Great episode. We definitely come. Uh, I want to talk we about the way that we are now.